Are there any hillbillies up there? Any more, Lewis? Yeah, there, there's some people up there that ain't never seen a, a town before. Welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> Why not? One of the best lines in movie history ever. I was right? thinking of that scene just when they had the flashlight on him and they were pretending like he was armed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He disarms it and the batteries fall off the yeah. bottom. Love it, man. <laughs> that was the first time you ever saw Beecher. Yeah, that was my first time I saw Beecher from, uh, yeah. what's his name? I can't remember. He was in a lot of stuff, though. If you oh, go back and you look Beecher. at a lot of that uh, younger younger stuff he did, he was really good. He was Last time I saw him, he was that uh, one of the guys that got killed in Monster. Oh, was he? He was like a scumbag. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah One of the yeah, first yeah. scumbags mm-hmm. that she killed. Yep. Really crazy. So how's your week been? Uh, it's been good, playing a lot of golf. Lots of golf, huh? And you got something yeah. coming up. You got a big vacay or yeah, a mini well, vacay. Well, working vacation. <laughs> what, is it working too? Yeah. yeah. I'm going up to Pittsburgh to meet with my client and uh, wine him and dine him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing a celebrity golf tournament on Saturday. A potential client? No. He, Your guy you already have? Guy I already have, no. but just go take him out, show him a good time. Okay. Not the the same guy that you were partnering with? The um, NFL player? No. No. He's still my... He, he's not a client. He's he yeah. owns a company with me. Though. He's going to be there too, or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, the client is Arthur Boats. He's the yeah, Steelers yeah. linebacker dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a podcast. If you're a Steelers fan, yeah. Arthur Boats' experience with Deke <laughs> on I'll, YouTube. I'll hold my tongue about the Steelers right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's off season, so we all love everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but how you often? Do the, how often? Do the... He punched a fucking. He punched the helmet with his hand. Did he? Which is fine with me. I don't want Cam Newton in there. Who's, there was a Mac baseball Jones. player. Mac once. Jones needs to be our guy. There was like a Yankees player one time that like punched the wall in the oh, dugout and broke his hand. I thought Bob Stanley did that. or, or I know Bob Stanley mm-hmm. broke his, his hand one uh, time. And he there was also pitch. a kicker who was jumping yeah. up and down celebrating a kick. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then I think he had missed the Super Bowl because of uh, it. No, Bob Stanley fell on ice. He fell on ice and put his oh, hands out. Oh, put his hands out? Never yeah. put your hands out. Never just put bu- your hands out. Just bust your ass. Just bust your asses, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to golf up there? Going to golf up there. And, uh, on a uh, course like uh, Mountain View. Is that it, a good one? It's up in. It's actually up in State College, so we got to drive two hours to See, it. All up of a us, mountain. You, you Justin, uh, are both taking like vacations that involve like your passions. You hear about Justin's. Justin's booked going his fishing? trip to uh, Alaska. He's Ooh. going like uh, two months before, month, month and a half before me and Christina, to, and going like uh, two hours out of Anchorage to do like a fishing trip. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and he paid for, uh, well, the donkey coin paid for it. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He made some decent money on that shit. When well, that at least he got out when... Well, now it's down to 30 again. It, it went up to 90, and it was, when it was at 90, I should have sold, but uh, or at least a chunk of it. But he made some good coin off it, and he's going to do some uh, some fishing, which is cool. You're doing golf, and he's doing fishing. I meet, We're going to Alaska soon, but we're just going to be lazy and, and watch the uh, the lights in the sky. Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah. some hiking and stuff like that, but uh, it's exciting. Uh, is that your So that's your first plane? First plane. Yep. How was it when you went? It's easy. You have to but, wear the mask the whole time? Yeah, I have to wear the mask the whole time. On the way back on both flights, I, I witnessed the... Um, Flight attendants get snippy with people. They're, really, they're not. They're not. They happy. weren't wearing 
Well, they just wearing them underneath their nose. And there was one guy next to us, and she was like, oh, just make sure to pull your mask up over your nose and everything. And then I think he said something right afterwards, or he said something to the guy next to him. And she came back, is there a problem here? <laughs> and then mm. went, over the, inter- went over the intercom. And I just wanted to remind passengers of that, and she wanted to know how feel. Nice. And then there was someone else. Uh, you could tell that the guy was not happy, and the uh, woman had to ask him twice, and she was getting a little perturbed. Just where you probably, mask. you know, what? I'm glad we can even fly. Come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're we we are coming out of this, yeah. but the world is still in this thing. Oh deep. shit, yeah. yeah. So the world is interconnected. You're on a flight with somebody who was on a flight with yeah. somebody that was in India two weeks ago. Every mm-hmm. time you go somewhere, so yeah. it's like. And I mean, not everyone's vaccinated for sure. Not everybody's vaccinated. I was able to. I rode Delta on the way back. On the way up, I rode American. There was no movie on the flight. I'm I'm always surprised when there's a movie on the flight that's not international. I was telling Justin last week. They uh, and if you, there's a movie on your flight, watch this when you're on there. Is that uh, Tom Hanks movie where he's transporting oh, that little girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The news of the world. Mm-hmm. Really good. It was good. It was really good. And it started like right when I got in there. I pushed play and the credits were rolling as the nice. uh, as the that's, tire they should time tied that. down. Shit, anyways, they, they should really put out should. a movie. Okay, it's a ninety-minute flight. All right, or just like, half baked, or a, or a selection <laughs> on the screen that says movies that will fit in within your yeah. type flight plan or something like that. That would be great. Although because, if I, although I did like, you can skip some movies sometimes. Some uh, one time I couldn't. That's why I went and I watched. I missed the end of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows, and uh, I just bought it when I got home. But I tried to go to it the next flight, and they wouldn't. Let me. I can't remember what movie that there was a love scene, and I was like. I could skip this love scene. It's interesting what they play on those flights that have like yeah, hardcore with the, with nudity. With the kids sitting next to you. Kids, like, I think of that. I think of that. I'm like, I'm watching it. It's been a while like, since they had a kid sit next to me. I'm like, who's going to put on like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and watch the violence next door uh, to the kid next door? Just I could, I could see it across the row. I could see what people watching and shit. So it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah. I did also watch this week, and I'm sure me and Justin will talk a little bit more of it next week. HBO Max has been killing it, where they're just dropping movies that are supposed to be in theaters or are or are currently in theaters. And they dropped the new Conjuring movie, so I watched that. Me and my wife watched that. It was it was really good. It was a lot better. It was not scary in any way whatsoever, but it was an investigation. Wasn't it supposed to be? I think so. The first one had more of a scare to it, a haunted house thing to it. But this dealt with the and I didn't realize I had think I've seen the second one also, but it's been so long I forgot that it's basically following these two. Uh, one's an exorcist and one's her husband that actually deals with it and everything. And, and Patrick Wilson plays the husband in that Verma girl. She's from, she plays uh, Norman Bates's mom in the Bates Motel, but she also was in, she was the psychologist in The Departed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she has the ability, and it reminds me of the ability from um, Boondock Saints with, what's his name, with uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, he can kind who, of... She, she's sitting, or at even the dead zone, probably more exact, is she's there watching it, and then when she's running in her dream of what happened, because she goes to the murder scene and everything, and it, I told my girl, I said, this should be a series. I said, they should call it him and her, whatever their names were, and they could just do this as a series, because apparently they're based on real people who had hundreds of encounters and everything, and that's what the Conjuring movie is doing, is just grabbing a different encounter every time. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was clever. I like them, and they you really have to like them to really enjoy the movie but I can also see if you're going into it as for a balls of horror movie you're going to be upset because yeah. the the bar is very low you get that moment where the guy turns around and you know there's going to be something there but that's about it 
I'm 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 looking forward to a new good horror movie, but I don't think we're gonna get one until Halloween Kills, which comes out probably in October. It's supposed to come out last October, so I would imagine it would. It's been sitting on a shelf. Sitting on a shelf. Which is scary, so still no scary to produce. Still on Movie Strike? <laughs> no, you watch some of these. You I watch some, some of these. these. Yeah. Have you seen those before? So we got 10 movies here. Really, really good I hadn't ones. seen those two before. Oh, what'd you think? You liked them all? I liked them both. All right. We'll talk about them a little bit more. I th- you know what? I think I had seen number seven a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. It was really good in the theater. Because it, it because it's from what, 2004? Yeah, 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 2004. So this is a category that always gets me, man. And we could probably do a second part of this. We, definitely we can definitely part. do a second part. We don't even have Castaway on this list. And Castaway is probably what everyone thinks of, but we just we have talked Castaway a lot. So this is man versus nature. You know, if it's like the elements of an animal or if it's uh, like the mountain or the sea, just something that's almost going to, that you have to really try to survive to You don't overcome. have Jaws on here. Yeah, uh, Jaws 2, Man versus Nature, I mean. Jaws 2 or Jaws Yeah, I think one? maybe our next one will have to be a part two, because I was trying to think of our next one, and I I have Cronenberg down, but it's going to be like right after me and Justin do the other directing. You don't comedy. even have Anaconda on here. Anaconda, yeah, I or suppose. arachnophobia. There's so many, there's so many arguments that if there's an animal in it, and then you're, you're struggling against Cujo. Cujo I would put on there. Arachnophobia, maybe not. I don't know why. <laughs> I love arachnophobia, but I'm not sure if that fits this list. So these 10 are all really good movies. I mean, there's obviously I'm not going to put a bad movie on this list anyways. There's obviously levels of good. Like this first one, and we'll just start right off with this, was amazing. And there was another one that was similar to this on the water. Maybe we'll put that yeah, on up too, Redford the Robert Redford one. one. Yeah, yeah, they're very similar. Very it's similar. Like... Very similar. There was... What was it? All... All something something. It's like three words. Yeah. All right now. No, it ain't all right now. No. <laughs> it was very bad. Well, let's hold off. Hold off on that one. Let's talk Arctic. And if you, very much like that other one, though, uh, all is lost. That's what it is. All is lost. Yeah. <laughs> that much is more fitting to the uh, <laughs> subject. But much like that movie, only holding on the fact that they got one of the best actors around in Robert Redford. You can't do these movies when there's only one person on if you don't really care about that actor, if he's not very charismatic or uh, relatable. And I love Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen is on my top five actors currently acting. I, I just absolutely love Mads. Once I hear Mads is in a movie, I will immediately go see it. Did I, you ever watch the... The Hannibal series with him. I watched the first he couple episodes. He was good, it. but the show was, wasn't. The show was okay, but yeah. he was great yeah. in it. I knew that was going to be the case. He it is, is, he it's is almost worth watching good. just because how good he was. Yeah. I mean, he is Daniel Day-Lewis' uh, scope, and he will get to that point. And he's probably even better than Daniel Day-Lewis because he's still relatable. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that he's still kind of cool. And you trying to say Daniel Day-Lewis ain't cool? Yeah, he's on a different level, though. I think people at this point would probably be even scared to talk to him because he's, he's just kind Andy, of he, isn't he? Doesn't he ha- have, like, autism or something? He's, he's well, like he, he doesn't break character. Really like, shy and He doesn't break character normal. like Sean Penn does, which is good, but it also makes you unrelatable on the set. No one wants to come up to you after that. I still haven't seen the Taylor... Is that the name no, of the Phantom Seamstress? Thread. Phantom Thread. A Phantom Thread. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. I think I own it, though. I'll have to uh, check because I, I saw it come across a couple times. I knew I was going to uh, snag it. But with Mads Mikkelsen, I loved his... There was a set of three movies that he did from Denmark, and I can't remember the names of them. They were really good. Oh, Pusher. Pusher 1, 2, and 3. He might not have been in the third one, but he was amazing in those movies. And that, he was young. I mean, he was 
like probably 23, 24. And he was like really we've good. We watched then. that together, the first one. I think almost everyone, probably 85% of people, saw him in Casino Royale first. As the villain? As the villain. We all were like, who the hell is this guy? This is like one of the best villains ever. He had that leaky eye. Yeah. It was, it was, he was crazy good in that. So. What was great about this, also, I'm a huge Iceland fan after me and my wife visited, and this was filmed entirely on a glacier in, in Iceland, so I thought it was incredible, too. Really two actors through the whole thing, and one of them doesn't even speak other than maybe a mumble here and there. Because the movie starts, and I like how they did this. I like that he, we don't see him crash there or mm. get stuck there. He's in the middle of the Arctic, obviously. He's lucky enough that has a has a plane like a body of a plane that he can go into, and he's got he's got his setup's nice. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember at the mm-hmm. beginning? He's got like every day he gets up, and this is what this movie is. It's very methodical, like Castaway. I like I like this better than Castaway, but I do love Castaway too. Um, he's got it set up where he will. Uh, He'll make uh, marks in the snow that say help. He'll go over to another side. He's got his own like refrigeration set up with all the salmon that he's caught. And he's got like eight of them there. He goes inside. He peels some off. He, he's he's eaten. He, he's got a nice place to sleep. He's like got – he's good. He's, he's ready to – He could stay there for a while. He could stay there for a while. And then what happens is out of nowhere you hear a helicopter. And this is in like the first 10, 15 minutes yeah. of the movie. Talk and, about an anticlimactic ooh. moment for a – for a survivor, get, for a survivor trying to get rescued. Man. I mean, you got to have one of those two where that you you're shouting, they don't see you, and everything, and uh, uh, it, it's shitty. You have to imagine that, especially when you're that desperate. I'm, and they do tell how long he's there. I think we see notches or something like that at some point. So I want to say he had been there for like three weeks to a month or something like that. But so the helicopter appears. He's freaking out. Grabs his flares. Puts him over his head and, he, and everything. They clearly had, didn't. He only have like a limited yeah. supply of. And flares they saw too. him. Yeah, yeah. He only had a few, but uh, they saw him for sure. I mean, they're like hovering right mm-hmm. above him. But the weather is so bad that they have to spin off. And all of a sudden, in the horizon, boom! You hear you hear the uh, no. the crash and everything. And he books it as fast as he can over there. And the pilot's dead, dead, dead. And then the co-pilot is this Icelandic girl that he ends up pulling out of the wreckage, and then drags her back to his own, uh, to his own kind of house. <laughs> Basically, just rehabs her. Yeah, as much he, as he, he could. does, and he strips the uh, rights, rightfully so, strips the downed helicopter mm-hmm. of all their supplies and yeah. everything. He goes back there a second time too. He makes it. a little sled. Uh, yeah, he like makes a, a little... sled the first time he's there, and then the next morning he goes back there and he hits something on the plane, and it opens up, and there's like this industrial strength sled, and he just laughs, laughs to himself. So now he's got that, and he fills it up, and it's great. But he finds noodles. He finds like ramen. So when he goes back, he's able to actually cook ramen and put his salmon in there. And he's so he's nursing this girl back to health. She's got some wounds on her stomach, and he's dressing them and feeding her and everything but she didn't say anything she's out of it for like yeah. the whole movie and then they have to move yeah what's interesting is like he had to make a decision he finds their map so he he takes their map and puts it next to his map and his map was only a partial so it continues he's like, on. oh damn there's a kfc like six <laughs> yeah, miles just over the corner a holiday in free cookies at check-in <laughs> god damn it <laughs> this is bullshit uh they always say stay where you are that's what they say and i and i, I would you go have with to that. gotta yeah, unless I think, you're in the thick woods. I'll tell you if what. If you go down and you're in the thick woods, maybe. I'll stay where I am, but after after like a week, I might do some day trips yeah. if I have the yep, energy. Yep, yep. And, Set up mini camps, maybe. Mark my trail like that. so that I can get back to where I was yeah. and just 
you never know. You might find a water source. You might find a shelter source. Yeah. You might, Unless I wasn't killed by a wild a K- animal, a I think KFC. I could last a, a little while. Well, this was what makes this type of thing, because this would have been hard, like, in the summer, <laughs> without the snow, what he had to go through. I mm-hmm. mean, he's just isolated. He's got no one there. He's got to try to fish to get his food, and he's got to avoid polar bears, which hasn't been an issue yet, but is definitely an issue in the movie, mm-hmm. where he comes across a couple. I mean, they got to be digital uh, polar bears. Everything's digital these days, but they just got so good at it now that yeah. why not? I mean, it's better for the animals. It's better for you. But, yeah, so once he looks at the map, he was like, I think if we go up there, this is going to be better for us. And I don't know if your wound's going to uh, – he's, like, thinking this, but we kind of got the well, idea. Well, it looked like it was – They did a really good job. Like, yeah, they did a really good job. Like, you could tell what his mindset was because of the actions he's doing. You know, he's he's propping a picture up for her of, of a guy that she was in a picture with uh, – that was in her coat and he's, he's looking at her wound. It's not looking bad. He just has that reaction. And then we realize at one point, ah, oh, he's going to leave, man. So he straps her to this industrial thing and then he just starts huffing it, man. And he comes across and I'm not going to mention all of them, but the obstacles he comes across are crazy, man. Yeah. Do you remember any of them? Some, some of the glacier things that he had to go through. One Plus of them, he, he, he fell through the ice. Yeah. Remember, he ended oh, yeah. up falling through the ice and in a cave, and his leg immediately went through kind of like a two close rocks. So he had to, you were like, oh, man, he's got to pull his leg up. But he ends up getting out of that. The The most stressful one and the one that just kind of made you fucking lean forward in your seat was Polish? him trying to get up that hill. Oh, he, he, couldn't he get kept up the hill. sliding down. He, he kept, kept sliding down. Well, he couldn't get her up. He could get he up He could hill. get up. And he would go up there, and at one point he went up there, and he put the rope around it to make it like kind of like and she just kept thing. sliding back she down sliding slide down, back down and it was like is he gonna leave her here yeah and that was the constant thing is he gonna leave her here should he leave her there if he wants to live he may have to leave her there i'll tell you and what these I, are hard I'm, decisions yeah, to make i i'm a survivor yeah and, and, I, and I there would, I would be a point would say listen i literally did everything i could yeah you know yeah it would take a while and i hate to say it but it would it but would you leave her there to get eaten by the pole bears alive or would you smother her god Oh God! Now you've got now you've took it and knew you're in more of a dark place. No, I mean it. Though. No, I, it's true. Would it's you true. rather have them suffocate it's, to death it's or true. be? And eaten then you're thinking of the idea because the bears eat your belly first. It's not like so this you, girl was a relative. He never even no. Knew he her. doesn't know his so person. it's it's a hard decision you have to make, and that that comes across in a lot of these movies. Those hard decisions that you don't want to have to make, but unfortunately, because the situation is that bad, you have. I to wouldn't make have it. to ponder eating a dead body to stay alive. No, that would, would not have. That would not be a big deal. I would do that. I mean, I wouldn't do it easy. as fast as like Mr. Garrison takes like Eric Roberts, Roberts home. <laughs> what you doing? We've only been in here three hours. <laughs> I'm taking some home in a doggy bag. <laughs> yeah, so I would. I wouldn't. I would wait an ample amount of time, but it, it, it's dead. It's a dead body, and uh, there's nothing there. And I would assume that dead body, that person who would be dead, would want me to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to stay alive so that's not a problem but we haven't gotten to that movie that movie is number six <laughs> number two one of the best probably one of my it's on my top 50 favorite movies number two so first one bears the second e- one bears <laughs> uh, yeah polar bears third now we one got grizzly bears, bears. so <laughs> we're bears. talking uh, 1997's The Edge Man, this was a good I recommend this movie to No one dislikes people. this movie. Nobody. Everyone loves The Edge. If you have not seen The Edge, go right now and watch it. I'm sure it's available on some <coughs> streaming platform out Great, there. Great, unbelievable cast. Yep. And when they were young and, I, I don't know, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Hopkins always seemed pretty old to me. <laughs> you go back and he does look pretty young. Like the only time he looked really young is when he played like Captain Bly in yeah. in the Bounty, mm-hmm. and I think he was supposed to play older than he actually he was. Probably was still in his thirties. Yeah, he was in his thirties, probably supposed to be playing someone in his fifties, but he looks old and like sick. his character in this lambs. movie is is. <laughs> Is sort of why I imagined him to be in real life, like a real know it all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's certainly I'm sure a lot he's of... really smart. Yeah. But I mean. Alec Baldwin playing, a, and he played a scuzz bat a lot back in the day. People forget about that. You yeah. Know, he plays a lot of comedic no way stuff. Out. And no, no way out. Malice. Malice. Malice for sure. That's the one where you get his finger. I mean, even Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's good, but he's an asshole. <laughs> I, he's kind of an asshole in real life. Is he? I don't even know. So I hear, yeah. but like a lovable one. Yeah, <laughs> like you ever, you ever heard Christopher Chevy Chase? You ever heard Christopher Titus? He's yeah. like, he's like, there's something called douchebag credits. He's like, if you don't use them up all at once, you can dole them out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like Tom Hanks can kill a nun, yeah, yeah. and get away with yeah. anything. He's like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, every once in a while he'll do one out. He's like, Charlie Sheaton got rid of all of his in one weekend. Oh, that's hilarious. No, there should be a level like a, like Russell Crowe throwing a phone at you. It's like the top end asshole. And yeah. then you just got the guy who just doesn't want to talk to you. The, you know? the, the top end asshole is the, that director that yelled at Lil Oh, Hall. God, yeah, yeah. He's like the oh, David O'Russell. Russell. David O'Russell, yeah. He's king asshole. We crown him king asshole on Fast People still work films. with him. He's not. He's, <laughs> Call me out. I don't give a shit. I'll share your fucking, uh, that clip of you berating Lily Tomlin. That was horrible. How you yell at Lily Tomlin? Oh, God, man. It's like yelling at your mom. What the hell? <laughs> Can't do it. The Edge. So, El McPherson, who else was famous in this? Well, the, um, the guy from the, Oz. The guy from Oz and Lost. Uh, yeah, he played Michael and Lost, I think. The guy who was Walt's dad. Uh, the black guy usually has some dreads. Uh, he was great in Oz in the uh The, the old guy was a character actor from the... Yeah, he's been the, a bunch of... He was in the Casino. Lodge. Yeah. Is there somewhere lower down the trough? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was we great. Put him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All he had to do was give that kid a job yeah. and that whole movie would end. Yeah, up. he was really good. And it was mm. a simple movie, you know, that was... Uh, well, it actually wasn't. It was more complex than you thought when it when actually dove into it because... Yeah. So she was on yeah, a photo shoot. Ella McPherson mm-hmm. was a model. Big stretch. I think I Alaska. Know, I think I don't know how they Alaska. got her... Up. To look like a model for the movie. Yeah, I know. That must have taken hours and hours of makeup. I think this was British Columbia, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so she was, they were going to go on a photo shoot and have her, I think they were going to have her dress up like an Inuit. Yeah. And And do stuff on the beach. Do stuff on the beach and everything. So they, they, her husband was a millionaire, billionaire, whatever. Anthony Hopkins, who's Anthony Hopkins. easily playing 25 years or senior, I yeah. would guess. Yeah, but I mean, it was like a, he's having a sugar, he was a sugar daddy. Yeah, but he was also, he's, like you said, super smart, yeah. super knowledgeable, probably they had a, but the problem was also pretty jealous yeah, rightfully or, so though. Rightfully so, yeah, you know. Because but you can tell he's probably like that, anyways. As a viewer, you realized early on. Oh, and uh, what's Alec Baldwin's hitting? This? He was the photographer. <laughs> yeah, he was the photographer that was overly flirtatious with yeah, Al McPherson, and they did it really openly and, in front of him. It's and like, doing it as like a, a lark for a little bit, you know, towards Anthony. Oh, I'm going to steal your your wife yeah, away from you. you type of deal. A, when were you planning to kill me? Oh, well, that's the fucking line, <laughs> man. Because they decide to go out on their own to scout a location. And yeah. he goes with him just for the fun of it. It was yeah. supposed to be on the, like one of those little seaplanes that can land on a thing. Only three people. Uh, the, no, the black was guy, it four? I think there the was... The pilot, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, five people five. total. Oh, I thought four. No, the pilot, the black guy, Ella McPherson. No, Ella wasn't oh, there. She didn't yeah, go. Yeah, That's it was right. Just four. So it was four of them. Yeah. 
And yeah, at some point while they're flying, bird strike. Well, even before that, Anthony Hopkins confronts him. He says about uh, he says, "When did? How are you planning on kill me?" And Alec Baldwin's taken aback. Why would you think I would kill you? He says, "To get my wife. You know, I seen you together, and everything." And Alec Baldwin's not completely denying it and everything. And then all of a Had sudden, have we seen the watch yet? At this point, um, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he had. So he had I think a, that was the he saw the, the tell. inscription on the watch. Yeah, I think that was the tell that he knew it. It was the deal. Yeah, but so right when after that, why are they in the middle of that discussion? Like this crazy discussion, yeah. the bird strike hits and that plane Which, goes down. Man, crazy, crazy, yeah. especially for I mean, a, a jet engine can take that, mm-hmm. but not a single prop. Yeah, and they went in the woods, so you got to worry about trees and yeah. all that shit and, and how uh, much fuel pilot, you got on. I think the pilot was killed, right? Yeah, pilot was killed immediately and good plane crash. Yeah, sequence. But the other three, they came out. The they black came out guy I think good. was injured. No, he injured himself whittling. Remember? Oh, that's right, dumbass. That's right. <laughs> I think of that every time I see somebody whittling. Now you know. Yeah, don't you got to be careful. Don't do it over your leg because yeah, there's a point where the black guy just slices Away from you. right into his leg, and it looked bad. It looked really bad, and they had to bandage him up, and, and then it was all crazy. And so that attract that scent. Of blood. Yeah, that sent the blood. You know, the, and the from, sharks of the land, also known as grizzly bears. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best grizzly bear attacks up until the next movie we're going to be talking about. Yeah, but this one, you have, the great, outdoor, you have the great outdoors the, the, on here? Yeah, I know. Well, the, this was a real bear in the edge. It yeah. was not a real yeah, bear no. in the Revenant, which we're going to do next. Yeah. But, and when they, it attacked them at night, it was crazy. It grabbed that guy from Lost and it just shook him around like he was a rag doll and it was scary. And most of those attacks, what really gets you is how well that actor can scream and he screamed really well. I guarantee <laughs> it was the same bear from Great Outdoors. Yeah. Probably uh, the Bart, same bear. I think it's from, Bart the Bear. Bart the Bear did a lot of stuff back in the day. He worked, they worked his ass yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. He really did. I, I always saw his name, Bart the Bear. Bart the Bear was the guy the, in the Great um, Outdoors. That, that comedian, Brett, Something I can't last name begins with a K. Mm. He had a TV show where they had him go do crazy stuff. Oh, interesting. He was a gimp for a porn set one time. <laughs> well, he was at a circus with bears, and the big grizzly bear was taking marshmallows out of his mouth. Oh, wow. It's not Burt Kreischer, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I listen to like his podcast yeah. like every night. Bert Google Kreischer's his show. Yeah, it was Man vs. Nature or something like that. It's a weird. Oh, something tries everything. It, or almost I'm, similar to our pod. It's because he it was on the Travel Channel and he went around to the Travel Channel and he did stupid shit and everything like yeah. that. And it was great. Uh, he's they in Serbia. He's do. in Serbia right now with Mark Hamill doing that machine. Uh, do you ever watch that sketch I sent you? you God, yeah, it's so funny. I'm the machine. <laughs> really great. So from this point on, after that guy was killed, it's like. Man versus bear. When just, they realize they have to, and it also realized that Alec Baldwin needs to rely on Anthony Hopkins a lot more than Anthony Hopkins really needs to rely yeah, on Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Anthony exactly. Hopkins could have done this whole fucking thing uh-huh. himself, to be honest with you. Yeah, it probably would have been easier at times because there's times where Alec Baldwin is truly going to screw him over, and there's moments in the movie you're wondering, is he going to do it? Are they going to bond because they go through this major thing together? Mm-hmm. You know, and I won't ruin the ending here, but they go through this major thing together, so you're you're figuring there's going to be a huge bond between them. And, and there are moments where they're saving each other's asses left and right. They have to sleep in the snow. Yeah. When they f- realize they have to kill the bear and they're like building their weapons build and their dead tiger balls trap. and shit like that, the tiger track, which is awesome. It was a really great movie. And any one of those completely outdoor movies where you can just, you know, throw your actors and let the like the scenery be part of the cast. What a shitty crew to be on. Almost all these. All these are like outdoors type. Cold. Big, 
movies. I guess man versus nature would be that. There's not much nature inside. Well, I mean, think of the first first one's cold, second one's cold, third one's cold, fourth one, the name is cold. <laughs> Fifth one's cold, Fifth sixth one's cold, sixth one's cold, seventh one's cold. Not until the last three. Yeah. Only the last three are or, in tropical yeah. type locations or just in the heat. So that's interesting. Yeah. The what next would you one, rather be? I would rather be in the heat. The problem is, is you can only, you can't get cool yeah, if you you're get, in the heat. You can get water out of the snow. I guess. But if you're in the cold, you can try to find heat source. You yeah. can dig a tunnel. You can you can and you try can to use, find stuff to wrap and them. You can use you can it drink as water. The snow. Yeah. Whereas I changed the mind. I want to be in the cold. All right. Because <laughs> you don't want to be Matt Damon and and Casey Affleck wandering yeah. around in the. And the edge wasn't that, there wasn't a whole lot in the cold, but there was a whole, a, a good amount. Same with the next one. So the next one. Let's go to the next one. The Revenant. 2015, loved this movie, man. And this was another one with an absolutely incredible cast. It could have been four hours long, and I would have loved it. It could have been five hours long, and I would have like loved it. Like a year before this movie, or maybe even six months before this movie, some um, Pavarazzi photos came out uh-huh. of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on a yacht in, <laughs> off the coast of uh-huh. France. And he had been growing the scruff, yeah. and the headlines are like, has he lost his goddamn go. mind? <laughs> People still don't get that, do they? It's like, <laughs> you know, these actors got to get... Who knows what he's doing? <laughs> yep, that's what the thing is. When Russell Crowe did uh, Outsider, he, he talked about... Yeah. He went on a bourbon and cheeseburger diet for six months and gained 50 pounds. The new Martin Scorsese movie that uh, Leo's doing right now, it's being filmed in Oklahoma. Uh, Christina's uh, best friend, uh, David, just visited the set. They're not there yet, but they visited the set and they saw the... Uh, it's like... It's a whole area that looks like it's set up for the 1920s mm-hmm. in like this dusty, uh, like What's almost it ghost town. I'm not sure. I'd have to check the name up. But what's funny about it is they've released these this great picture of uh, what's his name. Um, uh, What's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. And they said, Leonardo DiCaprio is unrecognizable in the new Martin Scorsese movie. And he's completely recognizable. It looks just like Leonardo DiCaprio. It just looks a little thicker. And so the joke was, is it, there was a, like, there was like a young girl next to him. And they were like, is that, you know, on the left? Because that is impressive as shit. Because the other guy sure as hell is Leo. <laughs> he ruled this movie. So did Tom Hardy. And so did the kid from uh, were the Millers. He mm-hmm. was really good. Man. He's the one that was conflicted? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. He was the conflicted one that eventually kind of came to his senses at the end and shouted. <laughs> but the beginning of this movie, I mean, during the oh, fur that, the fur trading yeah, and man. being like attacked by the Native Americans, uh, it was insane. I Only, mean, this was like right up there with like saving Private Ryan on the yeah. beaches of mm-hmm. Normandy type stuff. Because the, the brutality... Of that stuff hasn't been captured it has all that much. Hell on Wheels caught it a little bit. Maybe. A I mean, little bit. That couple, first, a couple that of first scalpings where he and almost, a couple of... When he, almost, when he scalped that blonde hair's husband and uh, raped her, it, I mean, that times 20 was how but, rude it was. You yeah. read some of those old But when books, you watch like Dances with Wolves, it's like, no. You know. I mean, not that that wasn't possible, but the, the you, percentage you is the like brutality out of it. one or two percent chance that yeah. they're going to take you in. The better chance that they're going to uh, do horrible things to you. <laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, yeah, horrible things are going to happen to you if you get caught by the enemy. And they've been in this movie. He got lucky with those two when he had that night at the fire with that mm-hmm. other guy where they were both like in desperate, desperate situations. Yeah. It was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. When you rewatch this, you forget how many great scenes there were. You know, that beginning scene happens and then it establishes the kind of relationship between him and his sons and what the job was. And then they lost all the stuff. And like any other job where somebody's 
counting on their livelihood. Everyone's pissed off. And just Tom Hardy's a scumbag, you know, <laughs> is what it comes down to. No stones, no cases. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> no one, no, not everyone agrees with that. <laughs> I live by that rule. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk this bear attack, man. Completely digital. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. In the I'm least. sure it's about you're as realistic it, as it could have been. Because yeah. the funny thing is, is he sees the bear, yeah. and the he doesn't even have time. He sees the cubs, which is even yeah. worse. You got to. I. But when he spun around, my, if I see a bear, bear it's one thing. If I see the cubs, I'm shitting. Did you see my that pants. video online? Um, it's gone viral since. There was a fence in California, and a bear was coming over to get a little dog. Mm. And a fourteen-year-old oh, girl, girl yeah, she runs out there. in her dress. Yeah, and I heard about pushes it. the bear back yeah. over the yeah. wall like this bear that was. I'll probably, have to pull it up because I just heard about it on a podcast like yeah. two days ago. I mean, it, I, the mem is is literally ten, eight seconds or seven. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, the little dog is barking, and she comes barreling out wow. and pushes the bear back over it's the wall. Like, <laughs> like Pacific Northwest life right there, you know? Yeah. You just expect that type Although of shit. Although down here is kind oh, of Oh, shit, crazy yeah. Too, There's man. not one on my route, man. There's a little black bears around here. Did I send you my latest here, but... snake invasion No, you had another video? snake? No. You have one? You'll have to send it to uh, me later. Uh, I'll show it to you when we're yeah. done. Remind me. What, um, what kind of snake? I went in, snake? Well, I went into the hen's house. Both rats, and there was two rat snakes, different species. Well, rat like, snakes aren't poisonous, There was like, right? no. no. There was like a four-foot rat big, snake. <laughs> four-foot rat snake on the rack. And I was like, oh, man, you're a big dude. And then I reached into the nest to grab eggs, and there was like an eight-foot one oh. in there. And he started <laughs> crawling out, and I got my video. And I'm the, he keeps crawling and crawling, and I'm typing, and I'm trying to like back up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't even get you in frame, man. Wow. Yeah, that's one of those situations that it, it's like you can. So only I grabbed take... him when I reached in the nest. Oh man, can you? Is that what you think of every time you reach in that nest? Now you got to. I like now. snakes though. Yeah, but you got to look now, even probably more so. I I can feel the weight. It's like I remember of the last place I lived, and I I walked face first into like a banana spider the size oh, of your hands, yeah, nice. like thing. And then from that forward, at night you walk out with your arm in front of your hands. Those hand. I'll pick those up now. Yeah, they're not going to hurt you, but I just don't want to take a web to the face, no matter what. Living out in the country, yeah, there's absolutely. After a while, you're like, if you were if you were worried about grasshoppers, yeah, you not could, me. You my couldn't go. Thought, you so. couldn't come in my house. Yeah, you opened the cabinet. And I don't want to come on the, across poisonous snakes. That's I killed a rattlesnake and two yeah. coral snakes out there so yeah. far. That's crazy. That's crazy, dog. All right, so bear attack. It looked great. I wasn't thinking like people were gonna think. Uh, you're thinking digital the whole time. You're certainly not thinking. They digital. get so they get so good at that yeah. stuff now. Uh, so I mean, good. down to a his, micro once texture. Again, of, it's his screaming. It's yeah. the swiping. It's the the breath. He the, was like the breath on his back. The, the kind of the the thumping he does on his mm-hmm. back, and then when you think it's over, it happens more, and then it happens one more, and then they yeah. do that roll off, and you're like, oh my god, this guy deserves to live forever. And he's that's only one of like. 10 horrible things he's going to go through from like now to the end of the movie because now he's incapacitated basically incapacitated and Tom Hardy is an asshole and we didn't even mention that Leo's got uh, a Native American son that's with him Mm -hmm. and Tom Hardy doesn't like no there's some serious racism in the group hardcore and at one point Tom Hardy just decides to kill him he's like this guy's slowing us down we don't want to drag him let's leave him and then when the son tries to stop it we're like what we're going to kill the son they do it in front of Leo and then at that point and then he tells the group that the kid ran away yeah and put him in a shallow grave but one person knew 
The Where the Millers kid, yeah. Yeah, he sort of knew what went really He's happened. really good. He's going to go on to do a lot of good stuff. I should know his name by now because he's, he's one of the best young actors. Goofy looking. He's goofy looking, but he's awesome. He's like many it's goofy, right. goofy a, looking people. There's a, there's a Steve Buscemi in every group. Yeah, and, it uh, has to be. And he's awesome, so... But at that point, it becomes a revenge thing. It's like, I will survive so I can get revenge mm-hmm. on this horrible person. But surviving was a whole other thing. When when his horse goes over... Oh, yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> his horse goes over he, the cliff. And then he does a tauntaun. He, he pulls a tauntaun, he, he gets butt-ass naked in the snow, and, cuts his own horse out, and, and gets in there. You know, <laughs> he, like, gets in there. And then and how much... he? I, I heard... Obviously, they probably didn't use a real horse. No. But he did a lot of training to be in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't just go into this movie unprepared, I would imagine. Who who directed The Revenant 2? Yeah, it was, the, it was that Chris Spanish. Manolan? I think it was that no. Spanish director. Uh, El- yeah, yeah I, think, I think he started with an A. Uh, so good. And then when it, it when you think it's over, it even goes further and further and further. And it's very... It's like a giant fight scene at the uh, end. That fight scene on the snow with all that blood. You know, that was Next something... crazy palette. For a cinematographer Absolutely. gets excited about it. Yeah, like, if you're not a filmmaker, you don't realize the continuity nightmare that you just opened up for yourself, like getting all that blood on the snow. The, um, you almost want to do it what was the What was the one... I wonder if they did it digitally. At the fort, <laughs> when they were... When Digo, and they were like, I had the music was ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, yeah, Revenant. Uh, Ravenous. Ravenous. Yeah. That same thing. They use the snow with the blood and the in the yeah. in the mud. It's great the, if you can make it work, but it's like trying to do film noir do black s- and white yeah. movies and just fucking up the but, shadows. You know, but you how do you to, do like multiple takes? You have to put fresh snow down. Every or time, that's or, what I was saying. If you're going to digitalize a bear, why not digitalize that blood on the snow? That's true. It might be easier. That's I don't true. Know. These days, everything's fake. All right. Oh, like it wasn't fake before. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I said, that looks like cotton to Look, me. <laughs> you think that it's, cat's there. That's digital cat. <laughs> All right. So our fourth one here. This is the one that not many people have seen. And every time you mention the name, you have to kind of uh, explain it because people think it's something it's not. It's not a Disney not. movie? Yeah. So it's 2010's Frozen. Oh, you put a Disney movie on here? No, no. So it's not the Frozen. And I always used to joke that if someone got this on Redbox Ooh, and got it home, they would have really screwed up a kid. Luckily, they would have gotten into the movie the a little bit. No. No, we put, I'm going to go do laundry. You sit down and watch yeah. Frozen. <laughs> 15 minutes before the movie gets fucked up. So this is done by Adam Green, who's awesome. Uh, resident of uh, Massachusetts. Holland, uh, what's it? Hollander Mass? Um, Hollister. Hollister Mass. He's, that's where he's from. And he did the uh, Hatchet movies. And he did a series called uh, Hollister. Uh, great guy. He does a lot of the horror cons and everything. And this was his first movie. Really good. Basically stars three people. And the only In famous one, one. location. Yeah, one location, a lot of his actors he's used before and since are in this movie. And I think even he plays a small role in it. But it's it's a very simple movie. The only person that's really starred that anyone would probably recognize is the kid who played Iceman in the Brian Singer X-Men ones. He played Iceman. Has it th- I remember they went to his house in number two, and uh, that's the one Logan took his claws out and put him in front of the cat's oh, yeah, face yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And Have you tried not being a mutant? That was the <laughs> one, like, one kid that they got who was famous. And so it's just these three friends. One of them... Uh, one of them is like a third wheel where the other two are kind of, I wouldn't say they were on a date, but they were just in a budding romance. And then you've got this third guy here. And I, I think the girl came along at the it's last like, minute type like situation. We, we call that guy replaceable. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it was the situation similar to uh, Midsommar where it was a guy's oh, trip yeah, yeah, and yeah. then she just tagged along at the end. So he was like, 
she wants to go in. She wants to hang out and do this and everything. So they're skiers, you know, and they're on, they go to the ski lift and they go to the top of the ski lift and they, they run it down and then they go back up on the ski lift and they, they just do this over and over again. They're having a blast. It has only, sort of like the open water. Yeah, it's, it is it is quite open water. You got to count your dudes. So, yeah, so what happens? have a counter. Yeah. So what happens? Well, it was a shift change type of thing or he left his shift. That's what yeah. screwed this up. So they're going up to the ski lift guy and they've already fucked with the ski lift guy earlier in the movie at the beginning to get a free lift. Yeah. And they were like, hey, can I get on? Me and my friends just want to do this. And he... He, he let the girl do it. He thinks it's then two the, other girls, and, the and it's like dudes two dudes. Yeah. And he's and like, he's oh, like, these are your friends? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they, they <laughs> let him on, and he's like, can we go one more time? And she's and he's like, no, we're shutting down. We're shutting down. We got the three-day weekend coming up. Ooh. And then uh, we're going to uh, – we all want to leave, you know? And he's like, can we just go one down one more time? And he's like, all right, one more time. And then he says, I got one more group Have coming down. Have you done before? It's pretty fun. I have not. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm sledding, it's, a, it's kind of a it's kind of a bitch to be the beginner. I think I would I would fare better with snowboarding. Snow, snowboarding's hard. Yeah, but I, I don't want my legs separate. Going in different directions. And it, yeah, no, I want them <laughs> together. <laughs> my girl feels the they same. Keep way. you on the bunny slopes. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> yeah, hey, here you go. Go there real fast, and if anything gets in your way, yeah. turn. turn. <laughs> Dave's rocking these one-liners from random places. <laughs> I used one from Transylvania 65000 the other day that no one would get one me. He's like, I sleep now. Do you remember when that the gypsy woman said, I yeah. sleep now, and her yeah. head went dropped down on <laughs> <Yeah>. the table? <laughs> I was like, no one's going to know you did that, so bravo, dude. I, uh, I've, done the, I've done the over here, yeah, yeah, over yeah. here. Oh, there's a lot over of here. The, uh, Smell the Michael Richards. Smell everything. It's a beautiful day today. Hey, and when he slipped on the banana peel. No one knows about that movie. Yep. Well, his, let's go back to talking about another movie. No one knows. So Frozen. So the the guy miscalculates that he lets him down one time, and then he's leaving. They the, some guy comes up to him and says, "Hey, I've got you scheduled. You know, the boss has you scheduled next week." And he's like, "I asked for that off. I have to go on a vacation. Can you cover my ship? I got to go talk to him before he leaves." And he's like, "There's one group coming uh, left coming down, and then you're clear to go." And then right when he left, another group had just come down, so and he, he thinks he thinks it's all clear. He's, yeah. No one's on the uh, on the lift. That's why you got to have safety protocol so they're going up that lift and they get to a point where it's probably would you say 40 feet 50 feet 50 feet i think 50 is probably good so it's like 50 feet up and everything stops and then the lights go out and they were like what the fuck is going on there's like this is messed up and at that point yeah it's like open water they're stuck 50 feet up and they realize that the there's no one coming tomorrow there's no one coming the next day or the day after because it's like a holiday weekend too and they're going to be stuck up there. They're probably going to freeze to death, you know, and they have to make difficult decisions here. And what makes it even more difficult is, and we, I don't think you we You know what's worse them. than freezing to death? Hmm. Wolves. Yeah, wolves. <laughs> and it was bad. There's <laughs> some serious wolf action in this movie that is difficult what to watch. what do you think going to happen? This I mean, is, go ahead and tell the, 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 what the precipice of the Yeah, yeah. The so one is. of them decides to make a, not the guy who plays Iceman, but his friend, yeah. decides to uh, hang down a little bit and then uh, let him release himself and get to the ground. And he does it, and he breaks both his legs. Yeah, and as he would. As, as he probably should, would. I mean, if you would. landed wrong, you might... Break no, your pelvis. For, it's or it's stuff. a ski slope. It's yeah. packed down by skiers. It's yeah. probably like ice. It's like jumping on concrete. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a good idea. It's not like you... And he went... They made it look like he jumped hard, too. Like, 
like it's not as much of a hang more as it was like a cannonball <laughs> type yeah. of situation so when he fell in it's an easy effect you know they bury the guy in the sand and his, his broken legs are laying in front of him mm. and everything but then he hears the noise and he looks to his side and there's a wolf and then he sees another wolf and these two poor bastards who actually care about this guy are 50 and feet above watch, him and watch, row seat. <laughs> and watching and listening to the screams as these two wolves rip them mm. apart so now they're like what the fuck and they have to do different I think things therapy after that Ah, uh, this is a this is a fun movie, but it's a it's a difficult movie at say times. Fun. I wouldn't say fun, but it's a it. I, if you like that type of movie, it's it's well done. It's got the tension just right. And at some point, like the next morning, remember she, one of them sleeps with their hand on the railing and oh, it has yeah, to pull yeah. it off. And it, oh, another good effect, easy yeah, effect. Man. But the skin peels right off, and it does her her cheek at one point. And then at one point, they were like, "Well, if we." put our hands on the cable and we go down or up a little bit, there's an access ladder. You can't and then we go down with your hand hard, on, hard on braided wire cables. Well, and they're, uh, they're using gloves. So he had gloves, but like after two or three pulls, it, he fucked his hand up and they made it look bad. Like yeah. His hands probably will have to be amputated after this if he lives through it. And <laughs> so it, and I'd say we just leave it there, you know, and yep. it's, it's a good movie to watch if you like that type of tension kind of I stuff. I mean, this whole list is that. Yeah, it's a whole list. If you most. like these types of I movies. I mean, The Revenant had a great storyline. Yeah, there, there's obvious. And that and one's the like Edge a had high a great story end. Line. Some of these are high indie, movie, end indie so movies, and some of them true. are mid-grade, and a lot of them are super high Because, like, Frozen, you know. That was indie. Indie. You could do that with your friends. You could do that you, with your friends if you had, if you had a camera and a yep. ski lift and a bunch of crazy people willing to hang out. And obviously they had wolves. Nah, they probably didn't do digital. They probably used real wolves and just had a trainer there and attacking dummies and shit like that. Yeah. Because uh, how much to get a wolf, wolf trainer on the set for one day? Maybe shit, a couple man. grand, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're probably it's excited to get it on. I wouldn't yeah. be anywhere near them, but. Star right. Casey the Wolf. <laughs> Since we're on the wolf subject, let's go to this next one. 2011's mm. The Gray. I really, really like this movie. I had never I seen it until yesterday. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's great. Well, I'm a huge Liam, uh, Liam fan. Yeah, Liam like, Neeson was. Anything so good he does. This. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, the second he talks, yeah. this is how we should do it. It's yeah. like, let's I'm do in. it. I'm aboard. <laughs> let's let's do it. I like Dylan McDermott in this uh, movie. Is it Dylan McDermott or is it... Uh, is he the asshole? Delmet Mulrooney. It's Delmet Mulrooney. He's he was the, really good. He's one the, of the glasses. The super asshole? No, not the asshole. Uh, you know who was in this? I didn't look it up to, to make sure, but the guy from The Wire, that he was the, the one that almost makes it to the end. He's uh, he's the the, the reporter that was making up the stories. Damn, I can't remember. He was the one that was. Who was making, he in the gray? He was the he was the guy that would say in the prayer. But well, he that was, was Delmer Mulroney. You don't think? I think that's Delmer Mulroney. Yeah, pull up the cast for the gray. Okay. I think you'll see it because the the other guy is Frank Grillo. The, he was he played Crossbones, the asshole. The, asshole, the asshole is Frank Grillo. He played the asshole. Uh, he played Crossbones in the Marvel movies. He was also in the Fighter. Uh, no, not the fighter. It was the other boxing movie, The Warrior. He was in The Warrior. He was one of the trainers and everything. I know Delmer Melrooney was the the guy with the glasses and the scarf. He's the one who fell from the uh, uh, when they were going hand over fist on the wire. This guy, Dallas Roberts. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. Him, I know. Yeah, you're right. He's the he guy is from the wire. the wire. I know him he's from the, something. He's else. the one that made up the stories. I know him from something else. Something else he was really, really good, and I can't remember it. Yeah, he was really good in this movie, but so was Delmet Murray. My friend Dahmer of oh, Dallas Buyers Club. That's, oh, uh, he was in The Walking Dead. Yuma. He was in The Walking Dead. He was the one that was the doctor at the governor's town. 
he played the doctor and he helped them uh the people escape and everything he was really good in that so yeah he's he's done a whole bunch of shit delmar marie really good uh frank grillo he was the asshole but remember right when he was like you're he apologizing yeah. for being a dick yeah that shit kind of came to a head it was a it was a really good you didn't get to see a lot of the plane crash which you, is fine i didn't i wasn't upset about that uh-uh. i like the idea that when Liam strapped himself in, he laid. He had no one next to him in his seat, so he was able to lay down. And, and they strap kept his cutting between body. the dream sequence of him with his ex. Yeah, and they did a clever his... way where he would get ripped away from yeah. the dream, and he would be in like real life on the ground. Yeah. But when he first saw the plane, man, when it's just like torched on fire, it was almost like that castaway scene on the wide shot where it's on fire and it's going underground. But obviously, in this one, I still think they could have fortified that plane to keep the wolves out. Yeah. No, no, no. I would have uh, I would have stayed at the plane. You had half a shelter. As you yeah. could, I think you could have. And it's wreckage that you spot from the air. Liam Neeson told you no, though. Are you, you, you going to go against well, him? No. He's got that voice, man. Yeah. It's like listening to Morgan Freeman. You going to tell Morgan Freeman he's wrong? It was some, there was a comedian <laughs> making fun of him the other day. And was like, who would have thought the guy from Dark Man would have gone on to, yeah. <laughs> to, to <laughs> or be Krull. a superstar? Krull, yeah. he was just some like uh, nobody in Krull. That was definitely the first time I saw him. He was just like that big dude and everything. And then yeah, he got at some point where he just that voice kind of got a little bit more yeah. grizzly. What's the one Taken? Taken is his big one, yeah. yeah. But then he's done like oh, he, he he's was, done like ten movies that are very similar. He was to Taken. Le- Leonardo DiCaprio's dad in uh, Gangs of New, New York. York. Yeah, really good. I love Liam Neeson. He's great. Uh, and didn't let down on this movie when he realized because these were cool big ass wolves yeah. in this movie and they were hunting him and they were dealing with the idea we didn't even talk about that like Liam hunted wolves for a living at the beginning of the movie he was gonna he was, he was gonna kill himself he had a gun in yeah. his mouth mm-hmm. he was gonna blow his head off so he was the arctic oil company like sharpshooter to protect the yeah. field workers if you are which I didn't even that, know that was the yeah, thing but that it probably is a thing it is. I mean and if you're gonna go down on a plane who do you want on that plane with you is this guy you know yeah. you have except to they didn't have a gun he didn't have a gun. His gun got broken. He did have nips, though. <laughs> he did. This is a crazy movie because the ending is crazy. Yeah. The ending, crazy is, ending. is either going to be satisfying yeah. to you or you're going to be really mad. I was fine with it. I was absolutely I th- fine with I it. I think we all knew how it actually ended. If the uh, Because it ended suddenly. Yeah, Breakfast I'll, I'll at Waffle House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. The movie ended suddenly and you, you either thought that... Uh, uh, cut Le- to the Waffle House. Yeah, cut to the Waffle House, or maybe not. I don't know. Sipping his coffee and laughing at the <laughs> adventure he just was on. That's how I like to interpret the ending of that. Covered cover with blood, a little and, bit and of. And he's got a shawl made out of wolf skin. <laughs> a little bit of frostbite on the lip, but that's yeah, all right. Hey, you got that. <laughs> it's a good story starter. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. You know, it took me the uh, the first couple times I, I'd seen it. Uh, I, I like different parts of it, but then when this last time I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is just a really great, cohesive kind of movie. I really enjoyed it. All right, this next movie. This was a big one True in '93. Story. True story. I saw it in the movie theater. I was excited. I've everyone seen this knows movie like, so many times. Everyone knows it's... like one thing about this movie. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a small part of the survival that yeah. they had to go through. And this was 1993's Alive. I just remember telling people I love this movie, and they're like, looked, at, good, looked at me weird. They're like, how many times have you seen this movie? I don't know, ten times. Yeah, I probably seen I like it survival five movies. Times. To yeah, be honest yeah, with you, yeah. the the power of the of a human spirit to overcome adversity at mm-hmm. such a level that you rise to a level like these people in this, the ones that survived, yeah. they interviewed them. I've seen interviews with yeah, them yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. And just for them to have done that and come through it, their view of 
their abilities in life in general is just mm-hmm. completely morphed and changed. Oh, yeah, you'd have you, to go through that. If you go through that and... So this was a, a rugby team and yep. from Ecuador or uh, um, something like that, uh, Panama maybe, or Peru. Chile or Peru. Peru. Yeah, so they were a rugby team and they were just going to a match and they had... A shitty plane, <laughs> no, well, shitty pilots. No, they had shitty pilots. Shitty they, pilots. They they flew too low and clipped yeah. the Andes. Are we supposed to be the? That was the. That yeah, was the trailer. That see. was the trailer. Are we supposed to fly this close to the mountain? Yeah, <laughs> and they clipped yeah. the mountain. They what plane went down the first five ten minutes of the movie. Yep, like they were on the plane celebrating with their families. Yeah, we some barely of their families got to, we got to know them. a couple of the characters. Yeah, we got to know the. Uh, and Ethan there was Hawk's a couple. Sister. Yeah, there was a couple famous. Now famous people. Ethan Hawke was They in might the not movie. have been famous at the uh, time. Vincent Spano was in yeah. the movie who was really great in Oscar. Mm-hmm. And um, who was the other guy? The guy who was uh, basically like the uh, the adversary, but not in a kind of a mean way to Ethan Hawke was. He played a dad in something I saw recently. I'm not sure what it was, but he's been acting forever too. He was really good. Alf? Uh, no, he wasn't Alf, but <laughs> just random shot in the dark. It would be great if you were he's right. He's a guy from Alf. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, once they got down and realized there were some people injured in the, uh, in the crash, obviously, I think a good chunk of them died, like maybe 15 or 16 died. The tail broke off. So a lot of people like flew out of the bag. It was a good, it was a uh, great plane crash crash at the time. If you're, if you're leery about plane crashes. Yeah. Don't watch this one. The one from Lost is real bad. The one from Fearless is real bad. The one from the Jeff Bridges one. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Castaway was good. Castaway there was really just, good. You there wasn't a lot of people nighttime. in the plane, so you don't see nighttime crashes. There wasn't ever. a lot of people in the plane. So what was, other uh, movie can you think of that has a nighttime crash? Nighttime plane. Crash. Oh well, uh, the Gray. That might have been the only other one. Yeah, <laughs> because they almost always. I think they were like, "We're going to drop this money. We want people to see it." You know, mm-hmm. but there's enough scary stuff to do it at night. But this one was in like the daylight, and they had screaming people. You know, the girl her, uh, her the older woman who hurt herself, and people were pissed at her. The pilot was like just begging for water because he was, and they got like enough out of him to find out what channel they had to be on and everything mm-hmm. before he died. And at that point. I think Vincent, Vincent Spano thought he was going to be the leader because he was the leader of the rugby team and everything. But at, right at that point, and this is where, like, survivalists, you, you should probably listen to survivalists more than not when it comes time to the discussion about rationing food and water. Yeah. because they Food's fought. not even as much important as water. It didn't end up turning out to be in this one. But remember, they went through that chocolate and the yeah. wine. And, mm-hmm. and then and they started rationing it out. Off of and, it. Yeah, like, at night they all... Took some of it, except for like Ethan Hawke and like one other person. Oh, Ileana Douglas was on in yeah. the flight too. She was really yeah, good yeah. in this. Uh, her and her husband. She's the one from uh, I. I got you now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cape Fear, <laughs> yeah. or also the one she's. Uh, remember, she's rolling uh, ice, skate, ice skating on. Uh, uh, in that Nicole Kidman oh, movie yeah, to yeah. die for at the end. <laughs> it was yeah. one of my favorite endings ever, her on the ice. Yep. Uh, really funny. So she was on the. Uh, she was a huge actor in 93 too, so it was great to have her. And, but. but and ultimately, like I said, everyone remembers one thing about this movie, and it's the cannibalism, which was a thing, man. They were eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> Remember they even referred to it in a movie. Was it, I think it was The Grey. Was it in The Grey that they referred to uh, where he was like, we're going to end up eating uh, eating ass like in that one movie yeah. uh, where the rugby team went yeah, down. Yeah. So I was like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. They're referencing our other movie. 
Uh, and that's what they did at one point, and they were all like really they had barbecued wolf. Well, the, the problem with this movie is not this movie, but these people being in this situation is they were like devout Catholics too. So a lot of them had a real big problem with eating the uh, the dead, and maybe they're like, "Hey, this is survival." God crashed the plane. You're on your own this. now, buddy. And it was an intense scene where someone came up with a piece of glass and says, "This could be all right for the cutting," and then one person did the cutting, and then eventually that person. There was one guy who was like pre med too. There's a couple people that weren't eating it. Yeah, a couple at first. I think they ultimately had yeah. to because they were out there for like seventy something days or something. It was something insane. No, I think it's even more insane than really. That. And I think I've looked this up before. Yeah, check Gene. it. Check it up because that's something. Because that was just in the middle of the movie. You know, the the real interesting stuff to this movie to me was the branching out. Like you said, you'd have to do at some point. You know, you have that base of operations, and then you just stockpile all the the flesh you need and all the water you need, and then th- a groups of three people just kind of branch out to see what's uh, what's out there. You know, no, you're right. Seventy something like seventy two. Seventy two days. It's crazy. It was. Uh, That's two fucking months. Pilot error due to. And uh, not having been uh, knowing the terrain. Oof. God. Yeah, see, this is an old plane, too. That would be hard. I would say it would be hard not happen. to happen now, but it still does happen. Yeah. We still have missing planes out there, so I don't know what the hell the situation is there. Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay. So what was... I love when they branched out and they went over the mountains and they had to see what they had to see. And that first sight when they finally got to the top oh, of that first mountain range. God, and they, and they looked out... And you were like, it took them every strength they had to get to that first mountain range. And all you could see was more mountains. Just as far as I could yeah, see. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. But, you know, they, they waited long enough. And it was uh, when they finally got over and they saw the stream and yeah. the brook. Do you remember who narrated this, too? It was good narration. Uh-huh. It, he only narrated the beginning and the end. And he didn't do it, it through the Malkovich. Malkovich played like, I think, grown up Ethan Hawke. And he's just in the screen smoking a cigarette, talking like uh, like he's talking to an interviewer or something yeah. like that. It was really interesting to put Malkovich in there. Yeah. yeah there's knows. a lot. If you're interested in this story, there's a lot of interview stuff. Oh, yeah. There's there. some real life documentaries. On, and on, they've tracked probably some rival people it. in. And yeah, there's still people and, alive that are uh, that were from that uh, from that plane crash. So yeah, they got they got the spirit Wendigo. They yeah, ate the, Wendigo, they ate yes, the <laughs> they ate the flesh. How did we survive? <laughs> uh, all right, the next movie too. This is uh, 2004's The Day After Tomorrow. My my girl's a fan of this. She, she's a big fan of disaster films, anyways. So Maria was sort of getting into this movie. Yeah. I had it on last night. Nice. Uh, it starred great people. It was Roland Emmerich, who is not unfamiliar with like high end disaster flicks. He did Independence Day. He did a shitload of did disaster you, uh, flicks. Uh, Volcano. Maybe, maybe Volcano was him too. That's quite possible. Uh, but this starred a young uh, Emmy Rossum. And what was the young... first disaster movie you ever remember? Because I remember Mom playing Tower and Inferno. Oh yeah, Tower and Inferno up. was dark. Oh, Poseidon Adventure was Poseidon also Adventure. Yeah, that, that kind of went hand in hand uh, with that. Was it the Cotton Club? No, that, that fire wasn't disaster. disaster. No, not the Cotton Club. Cotton Club was about the jazz singers with no, no. Richard Gere. The the there was a movie about the real oh, Cotton the, Club. Okay, where the doors. Got locked and like hundred people that d- died. That's like the white line. Was it the white lion concert oh, where people trampled? That was horrible. Hundred people died. Oh, that. that was horrible. That there, that one bothered me more than most because there's I video. Could've, I could have been video in that concert at the, the very beginning yeah. of the. Was pirate. it White Lion? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Because I could easily great white. 
Oh, it was Great White. It was Great White. So there was even more reason I would be at that because I probably wouldn't have been at a White Lion concert. And it was a uh, Great White. It was Great White. It's pyrotechnics and small areas where you shouldn't be having pyrotechnics. That and trampling. Trampling scares the shit out of me because that could easily happen to anybody, you know? And that's why those uh, soccer games freak me out. All right, let's go back to Day After Tomorrow. So you got a young en- Emmy Rossum before we saw her on Shameless. Uh, a young uh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal uh, in this movie, really great. And Dennis Quaid, who's always great. Did you hear about the casting of Dennis Quaid this week? I did not. Dennis Quaid got cast as Tiger King, and I'm very excited about it. I think I think he'll do a he killer get? job as it. I think everybody was pulling for like Nolte to get I, it. I think, but Nick, not Nolte. Uh, uh, Nick Cage. N- Nick Cage, yeah. I, I think Dennis Quaid could rock it though. He yeah. looks really weathered now, and you give him that ho- that handlebar mustache, he'll go into I that mean, and, he'll, and he'll kill it, man. I think it's going to be hilarious. They got to do it as like a satire though. They got to do it real tongue in cheek. It would be really fun to see. So I'm, I'm interested. I always love Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's one of those. He could easily be a Tom Hanks type actor, but yeah. for some reason he's not kind of. Uh, he's pretty like versatile. That. I liked him back in the he day. He had a small 80s? role in Traffic. Oh yeah, as the lawyer, yeah. and I liked him. He was pretty ruthless. Eighties, nineties, two thousands. He killed it, man. So he he's always been been around. You know, you always see Dennis Quaid. He's very like uh, Bill Paxton. I think him and Bill Paxton had a very similar life uh, to and a certain a point. Similar look too. Yeah, they did have a similar look. I'm not sure they ever went. Not to be movie. mistaken for Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be mistaken for Randy Quaid. <laughs> Snatch you out of your bed someplace. in your Brooks Brothers PJs. <laughs> Barbecue. Your... There he goes again. <laughs> So what we're dealing with this is like major climate change. <laughs> I had change. a sweet talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're dealing with major climate change having like a shift on very the, quickly uh, on the Arctic kind of glaciers that are causing like uh, the weather changes all over the globe. They had that uh, Wyndham Earl played the yeah. vice president yeah, who eventually became president in this movie. And I always liked him. I loved him in the other Roland Emmerich movie. that He uses him a lot. He yeah. was... Uh, I just occurred to me another movie Roland Emmerich did one of my favorite sports movies of all time Miracle yep. and he played the yeah, doctor. He's a doctor yeah he was the doctor. doctor in that uh, he's pretty versatile you ever want to yeah, see him go versatile. next level watch uh, Twin Peaks that's the only time two. you see him play that though. yeah I, but I've he was only great. seen him played like a character actor like a doctor the vice president very like normal in in Twin Peaks he was crazy as shit man uh, I'll watch that series once every couple years and I'll make like uh, like it, soup. That's awesome. It's I I haven't seen the last series, and I hear it or the last season. I, I hear it, it was phenomenal. I heard it was really. Good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think I'm I not, need. I'm gonna. See I it. think it's on Showtime, and I'm a. I think I'm gonna get Showtime just to see Dexter. But once I have it, I I'll I'll go through the Twin Peaks too. A lot of people don't like that second season of Twin Peaks. I loved it. It's weird. It was weird, uh, but not like the first part was. I mean, but it's completely different than the first season. But I remember so. growing up. I mean, the Who Killed Laura Palmer was yeah, one it was of the that original. And it was Dallas, you know, and Dallas yeah, was who cheesy. shot Jr. That was like a nighttime soap opera. Though. Yeah. This other one was like this dark, weird, yeah. twisted. What the hell is this show? It was yeah. probably the first weird show. It was the first like indie style. Yeah, like David Lynch. <laughs> I mean, David Lynch. Yeah. They gave David Lynch money to do something. This is what you're gonna get. All right, let's go back to day after tomorrow. Because at the very beginning of the movie, you realize, and, and it stars a lot of famous people. Ian Holm is in like a uh, some like outpost in like the Antarctic, and everyone's yeah. in a different part of the world. You know, in I this was just movie. talking to Maria. I was like, man, the technical advisor on this movie Ooh. had his hands full. Yeah, that's no, for they sure. really did. And there was wolves <laughs> in this movie too, so they did have a handle. Of, that might have these might have been digital wolves. I don't know. 
but so different horrible kind of climactic st- stuff just ends up happening and at the very beginning of the movie Dennis Quaid's in front of like the government saying hey we have about three or four months or we're gonna have a big problem or something like that and then no he was like it's it like could three be, or four he, days no he's like it could be eight months or it could be 800 years he's yeah. like but it turns out to know. be it turns out to be like three days yeah <laughs> shit starts things getting spiraled bad. out of control pretty yeah. quickly to the point where temperatures were dropping that if you were outside you would freeze to death where mm-hmm. it froze that pilot and you yeah. just saw his body, his body. freeze he looked like, outside and all crap. of a sudden it was just yeah. jet fuel or the other solid. And Dennis Quaid had like a crew of two other people. The other guy from Miracle, the one who was his right hand man that says, yeah. sure you want and that this big team? dumb He's from dude Ray from, Donovan. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but he was in. Um, He's in a couple different stuff. But Ray Donovan was what I really remember him from. This and that. Yeah, you'll have to look him up. But he was their team. And there was some good moments with them when they were like, because. Ultimately, what Dennis Quaid's trying to do is trying to reach his son. His son is at like this uh, kind of scholastic. Played by the great. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, oh, you're talking Gyllenhaal. about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that you're looking up. No, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake, yeah. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. He's awesome. Uh, so he's at like this scholastic Olympics type, type thing where they're doing the kind of tournament there in new york and the weather changes big time and the best thing to happen to him is he met that guy that he thought he was going to be turn out to be a douche you know mm-hmm. and, and that was like i and em, emmy rossum and then turned out to be one of his biggest allies and even pushing him to go ask her out and everything so he he was a really good character remember they went to his dad's house at first which they should have stayed at there, there was like so many situations in this movie you were like you should have just stayed there you should have just stayed there and then there were others where you were like you're lucky you, uh, you got the hell out of there thin red line is what I remember Thin red line, yeah. Guy from. Yeah, he was good in that. But where the movie really takes off is when they all, like a tidal wave tsunami-esque wave comes into New York City and like completely it, floods New York City. Well, it I, goes over the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And I looked up last night, Statue of Liberty is 308 Ooh, feet. Yeah, and that's, I mean... The highest recorded wave is like 100 and probably something in, in Alaska. Zealand or something. No, oh, in Alaska. Alaska. Wow. And someone in, in a boat made it through it. Ooh. Perfect storm. Yeah. Well, the, that movie was all no. who maybe this happened. Yeah. I liked that movie though. Yeah. No, I'd have to give it another watch. But the last viewing, it was it was not. It didn't go well. Clooney <laughs> needed to work on his it on his Mark, main accent well, a little Mark bit better. Wahlberg too. It was just Clooney. Gee, his, boss, what are we gonna do? It was like he was playing yeah, the yeah. Beaver in the whole movie, and it yeah. was annoying to me. It was like having to see Liam Neeson play like a non uh, like forceful character. Which would actually be kind of interesting. But anyways, so we've got uh, – what were we uh, saying? Oh, the t- so the so tidal wave came in. And, uh, the- and they had to like flee into the library, into the New York Public yeah, Library. Which is and, a solid concrete yeah, stru- brick they, they structure. They were lucky. And they almost lost Emmy Ross. I remember she got her leg stuck when she was trying to help somebody. Yeah, and they, they pulled her infected. out and everything. And she had the infected leg. And then they, he, he ended up getting on the phone with his dad. So his dad at least gave him the info and said, hey, if you go outside, you will freeze to death. So when it came time for because they were probably at one point four hundred people in the library, yeah. and it he went down to, to a, it went down to, to about sixteen yeah. because he was like I just talked to my dad. My da- dad's like a uh, climatologist, and he says if we go outside, we're going to yeah. die. And everyone's like, no, they, we got to get to higher ground. We got to get did have out a, here. They did have a line that made me chuckle. They they were going through the books to burn in the yeah. library to stay warm, and one guy's like, you can't burn Nietzsche, yeah, yeah. and he's like, well, didn't. Didn't he do something crazy and had a crush on his stepdaughter or something? Yeah. And he's like, 
you can't burn Nietzsche. And then this other guy's like, hey, there's a whole section of the law library down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the we'll guy from Speed. There for, yeah. The guy from yeah, Speed yeah. with his little dog. Yeah. yeah, he was great. And so all that stuff was great. And I loved that a ship just pulled into yeah. the New York City because it had been out to sea. Yeah. And at some point when it got really cold outside, they realized her leg was so infected that they had to leave the library to go yeah. onto the ship to get like penicillin, penicillin and shit like that. And it was exciting because that's when the wolves came in the wolves were like just because the zoo had opened up and they were like the animals are gone they're like all gone and which i would think would happen too mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was just an exciting movie man and it was uh a perfect survival movie and you got to see different groups try to do uh, deal with it like dennis quaid having the uh, or that guy cutting himself loose all like alien uh four style uh when he was hanging and the glass was breaking uh above them and he went falling to his death it was crazy they had a, another funny line that maybe the TV reporter, and I think it was just in the background, you heard it say, the U.S. government has forgiven all Latin American debt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they were fleeing. Yeah, when they were fleeing Mexico. in there. And then the reporter's like, Americans by the millions are fleeing illegally into Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it, that was some of the good stuff when they're trying to tell the president, like... This the northern half of the country. Yeah, gone. It's Forget gone. about it. Just, just don't imagine like, they're already dead because yeah. we like, got. How can you not? We have to try of, to save the southern states because the northern states are dead, man. I mean, but they weren't I mean, all. Obviously, they did save some, have some rescues, and they showed the helicopters come in, yeah. and people were on the rooftops and everything like but, that. But and I'm I'm a geek about all the the modeling that they yeah, talked oh, yeah. about. It's like here's what would here's what's going to happen in 48 hours. Yeah. Here's going to happen. In oh, that stuff's 72 great, man. Hours. Like an outbreak. Yep. Another sort of disaster That's a movie. moviegoer's wet dream. You know, yeah. you need to put that stuff Love in there. And it, yeah. And it, it's weird because a lot of people are like, I don't want to have boring stuff. No, that stuff's like, good, man. I, that's why I like you gotta Jake set the, Gyllenhaal in the... In uh, Zodiac, Zodiac. Yeah. is him doing all the mundane research stuff. Yeah. It's just like that's where you find the answers. It's in the minutia. It's in the. It takes time to come to conclusions. Mm. It isn't just like yeah, oh, you gotta, got all the answers. You got to right trust here. the filmmakers are going to get you there. Yeah. They, there are not to say that there aren't movies where they don't get you there, but uh, this, in, the, in the really good ones, they do. In 04, this movie was like that could never happen. Yeah. That, now it's a now lot it's more like likely. Eh, yeah, probably that's how it's going to happen. Maybe not that quick. They think that volcano in Iceland is going to erupt for years, dude. So we're going to go back and we're going to be able to like just stand there and watch that volcano erupt. Yeah. It's just crazy. Kind of cool. <laughs> Weather is, if you don't believe in uh, climate change, you're not paying attention. <laughs> My cousin's like dying up north in 95 degree weather up there, man. They are all like I'm, hot I, as hell. It's like I, two I, degrees warmer up there than yeah. it is here. Well, I'm going up there this weekend and I said to my buddy, I said, because the heat it's didn't cool yesterday, I walked 18 yeah. holes yesterday afternoon. Oh, yeah. And it was like a hundred, 98 degrees with the heat index. Yeah. Feels like 103. It was crazy. Like that. Yeah. You got to drink and drink and drink. And yeah. Drink. As I long do, as you keep hydrating. I bring about a gallon or two water. Yeah, you need to. The course I play on, there's like four stops yeah. where you can use the bathroom and get water. The problem, and I noticed this when I was up there because it was one day where everyone stayed inside. That Sunday I was up there. They're just not used to it. It's what it is. Yeah. Because it, it was, set up it was a, just as it was just as bad as any I'm, of the days here. I'm inside my house. It's hard to believe this. Outside of sleeping, yeah. I'm inside my house less than an hour or two a day. That's the opposite with me. Yeah. yeah. I am outside. I'm inside. I have an office set up outside under a tree. 
It's not, the, there are times where my only outside is to go get the mail. Yeah. And then you're like, why did I go out <laughs> that here? That was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I should have waited until tomorrow morning to get that yeah, mail. Yeah. We have exactly <laughs> opposite. Um, no, but there are times where the bug hits me and I want to be outside all day long. And, I, and I'll do that. But I, I got to. You know how I, sometimes I measure my afternoons? Mm-hmm. How many shirts I had to change? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's Five I shirts. Have to just Yesterday be, was five shirts. Yeah. I just got to be set with the idea that I'm just going to be a sweaty, disgusting mess all day. Sweaty, disgusting mess. Yeah. But I live in the country. Yeah. The only – my Eric kittens would, might judge me. My my cats might judge nah, me. But the, Eric would hate it here. Oh, Absolutely okay. hate he, it. Does he my, like my, bugs my, too? My wife's my, does he like bugs? Oh, no. My wife's like, bugs he all, should visit. And I was like, he'd hate it. He'd he would hate, hate it, it the second he got off he the, could, Well, if he came in January. But the, his problem with that is he'd miss a great winter in, up north. For four days, yeah, but still, man, Eric, Eric is he's shovels. I told him I was going to Alaska, and that's the jealous. Eric's like, oh, I would love it. He loves the snow. He he wants there to be a blizzard every day. (laughs) He should move to Alaska. Yeah, he really should. He would do. If he ever has, if he ever has to, he is that guy. If he ever has to get out of town for any. Any reason, yeah. a foul from the law or something. Grab the toys and run. Yeah, man, grab the toys and go to Anchorage. They'll accept you. <laughs> but he's the type of guy that wears shorts and blizzards and stuff like well, that. There was pictures outside. of him shoveling the snow in shorts. Yeah, I mean, that's him. He's crazy. But All right, we're going to enter. that. We're done with the cold. Let's, okay. let's enter some of the hot. The right. last three here are going to be the hot ones. This first one, ooh, this is cringeworthy, but this is also a, a great movie that you... On paper, you're wondering. Full rank movie out of yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those of things a, that you were like, they're making a movie out of that, and I was like, why? There's only about thirty seconds of probably kind of uh, intense stuff, but they were able to. This is Danny Boyle did a great job of this. Yeah. And this is 2010's 127. Hours. This guy's kind of an asshole now. You find it? Yeah, Scott wrote. I mean, Scott Ro- Seth Rogen's not going to be doing a movie with this guy anytime soon. Yeah. And they were inseparable for a while. Oh, they were best friends. And they did eight movies together. Eight movies. That's a lot. You know, and the whole time, I'm like, this guy. So we're talking James Franco. This guy's probably an asshole. Yeah, I think he's a little just pushy with with women, with guys. He's He's just a little bit. He's probably used to getting his... I'm charismatic and everybody loves me and I'm good looking and yeah. everybody should do what I say all the time. No. And he was doing some acting classes and trying to get girls to take their shirts off and trying to get. I, think, I don't really want to like I think highlight Kate, his. Casey Affleck has the same issues uh, apparently that yeah. he's just kind of a. a lecher, I mean, I'm sure they're dick. not the. I'm sure they're not the exception yeah. in, the, oh, in yeah. the younger male actor crowd. There's definitely, you know, people that are respectful and like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I, I doubt would ever put. Or Keanu Reeves, obviously. Keanu Reeves, so. obviously, yeah. And it's one of those things that you just kind of have to, like, I, I, I disappointed when he, and chances are he's not going to be casting a whole lot now. And I, I hate to demonize his, his older movies because it's a Danny Boyle movie, you know, and there's, yeah. there's hundreds of people involved in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to avoid it just because of one person. Yeah. And uh, obviously. Except the one person is on the screen. <laughs> yeah, with this the, movie. Is the only actor this movie for, sure. for a lot, most of the movie. Yeah, other than when he comes across like Kate Mara yeah. uh, on the on the ground there or that other girl too. Uh, and uh, other than that, I mean, this was an interesting, interesting movie. I think, didn't Treat Williams play his dad in the video? Maybe. I think so. One Satellite phone. Satellite, yeah. <laughs> That's the key if to you're going to go someplace... Like my wife and I, one of her dreams is to buy a sailboat and mm-hmm. sail to the Bahamas yeah. and back and do like days excursions yeah, yeah, out yeah. on the open water. I said, I will go anywhere with you and do anything, no matter how dangerous, as long as we have the right safety equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of that includes the satellite phone. Yeah, you got to be able phone. to contact people at the last minute in the worst possible conditions. Yeah. And you could, because he could have been saved in an hour. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
So if you're not familiar with the story, I can tell you what it is in a couple sentences. You might not want to watch it. Yeah. No, that's also one of these things. This is the story about that guy who who ends up falling into the caverns in, like, uh, is California, I think it or was. Arizona, or Arizona. Or Utah. It was, it was one of those ones one that has... One of places. One of the hot places that people rock climb and everything. Yeah. So he, he ends up falling and wedging his arm between a boulder and, like, the side of the wall of a rock. And yeah. he ends up getting stuck. And there's nothing he can do. And I remember when we all first heard this story, it was crazy. It yeah. was like word of mouth. Did you hear what happened well, to this dude? Yeah, because he, <laughs> he was telling it. Yeah, yeah, plain <laughs> interviews. And it was like, this is the ultimate. This was like that girl who lost her uh, her went, leg to the sharp. And, went, went, and then arm. went back to, or her arm, yeah, and then went back. And there's a movie about that. Maybe we'll work that into the second one. And uh, she went on to be just even more of a badass. You know, yeah. I, that would be done with me. There was a comedian. <laughs> It was like, remember that girl who got her arm bitten off of the... I said, that would be the last time yep. I ever go in the ocean. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Obviously, well, I, it I screwed that one up. <laughs> fuck fish. Yeah, fuck fish. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never dipped one toe in the ocean after that. Coming up with some good references. Uh, There's some good random ones yeah, there, good man. ones. Someone's got to use this as a drinking game. If you can identify all the random clips yeah. Dave's been quoting this whole movie, you, you get something. I'm not sure what it is. Ask Justin. Justin will give it to you. There's a couple <laughs> that you won't get. <laughs> so uh, a lot of this movie, and they were successful into being able to make it into a generally kind of yeah. uh, uh, logical kind of movie where they're because they, they took their time to get there, you know, and they had some cool edits and everything. And he came across those girls and it was a good scene where he was like, do you trust me? And they dropped down that like real sliver of a cavern yeah, yeah, yeah. down to the water and everything, which seems scary. I mean, to, to just get somebody that you just met to do something. So did he of, do it first? I think he did it first. Yeah. yeah. And if then, I, someone else did it first, I have some scary moments from Devil's Den. Yeah. Up in... Up in when we went to Santa's Village, remember mm-hmm. we went to oh, Six yeah, Gun yeah. City, Santa's New, Village, and New we went Hampshire. to Devil's Den in New Hampshire. Yeah, we were climbing through those caves. Oh yeah, and there was a couple times where I barely—I was a big kid—I yeah. barely fit through some of those things. Yeah, n- trusting that I was going to be able to keep going, knowing that I probably couldn't. Well, that's about—that's like that cave diving type stuff. That yeah, Wilson, there's a shitload of it around here. Yeah, and people are into and it. People but, die every yeah, couple die. years. And someone they have to go in and pull your body. Someone out. has to go in and fetch the bodies. Yeah, our dad was friends with a guy. Who oh, did it Paul Shalika. He worked for the fire department. Even and, worse, he would get kids. Yeah, and he would go in the ice. It was, He'd go it was, ice diving. Yep, the kids he, fall through the ice because they're the only crazy ones to remember crossing the ice. And the oh, I remember on Fulton's Pond, and uh, I fell through the ice a couple times, but it was in shallow enough yeah. water yeah, yeah, yeah. that it was over my head. But I could touch my feet on the bottom and push myself. Oh, I never fell that deep. Where I no, I've I've fallen like foot deep. I was no, like, I fell over my head. <laughs> but I the didn't... ice was pretty yeah. thin. You got to respect that type yeah, of stuff. <laughs> so I mean, this was all building up. We knew what this movie was building yeah, up to. Yeah, before you. And that's Everybody what kind knew of made it. it watching that's what it. kind of made it thrilling. There's yeah. no one who watched this movie didn't didn't hear the story beforehand. Yeah. Maybe there was, but uh, <laughs> and they did it successfully where he he videotaped himself. So it wasn't just uh, it was him talking to himself, yeah. but in a, in a clever enough way where I only have this amount of water left yeah, and I have this many hours. He was doing the math. He I mean, was very he was, smart. About he was very it. smart, and that's the reason why the problem is no saddle life phone 
Also, not a sh- sharp snarl knife. Every time we go camping, I have like this king shit knife, like this king shit buck knife that I bring with you. King- I just don't know what. And when we go to Alaska, I will get bear spray. Uh, oh, there's yeah. no reason not to have it when you're when you're out there. It's- We're not gonna hike in any place that's like random. We're gonna yeah. hike into a lot of the places where everyone else is, so it's not gonna be. But like crazy. there's still bears. There's still bears there. Yeah, obviously. They uh, and yeah, you want to be prepared. You don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm completely. Un- I'm sure you're this way too. You're unprepared, and then you're just kicking yourself well, because why? Oh, why didn't? Yeah, I have this another one dream thing? that Marie and her and her sisters and friends had when she was a kid was they wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. from Florida, oh, yeah, that's Florida all the thing, way up man. to like I think yeah. it was all the way to Canada. It's like the Marines do that, but it's like takes like two months yeah. or something. And I said I'll do it with you. I said, but I'm buying a handgun. Yep. No, you, you, you need it. You need on a my ankle. Yep. You need a handgun because you're going to meet a lot of weird people out there, yep. and you're not you're not around places where people can hear you screaming. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's weird. People do it, and there's probably enough people that do it now that the chances are you're meeting somebody shady is a lot less than you were in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But I don't know though. You know, they've done studies where people are like, "Oh, it's as shady as it ever." I'm. I'm. The, it's like I have the mentality now though that I assume maybe it's just being in Florida that I assume people are carrying a gun on them. You know, yeah. That's why I try not to get angry at people driving. I assume they have a gun, and I know what driving does to people, and I don't need yeah. them whipping it out and shooting at me over fucking something stupid. <laughs> so, so well, when the moment happened, it, it did not let down. It was, and they did not hold back too. And a lot of the sound and the would music you have done it did, sooner than in in the things that he was talking about? I'm. I'm he was not like, sure I would have been able to well, do it he at was all. Like, would you have like been a, able to do it? I would be able to do it because at that point, he couldn't feel any pain. The, uh, the arm was already, yeah, had already like, ne- necrosis had yeah. already set in. So the nerves were already dying and dead. That noise they made when he hit the nerve? He, yeah. Because he had to do some cut. He had, to he do had like a Swiss sawing. Army knife. He had like a dull ass Swiss yeah. Army knife. But I think but he, he had to, he said the hardest thing I think was to, he had to break the bone first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or something. Which makes sense. That's what if anyone that's cut up a, a, a chicken uh, knows that there's that sweet spot where you put that knife where you can yeah. just break it apart. I I think I could do it. I think I think on the, when it got down to it, I could get my. It, but the when problem it got is, numb, is, when it got numb, the I problem think I could is do is it. like how long do you wait? Do I wait till I'm really weak? You don't want to go halfway through and not that's be able true. to yeah. do it either. You don't want to do it too soon and then have a bunch of hiking group come up and hey dude, how's it going? <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> Eric Roberts. <laughs> but I I love when he actually went through it. When he actually went through it and he dropped like the foot and he, he landed on both feet, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, bumped, yeah, yeah. And then everything went hazy. And from that, it's just him. Because you forget. He, He's in shock. W- w- when you're watching it, you forget, oh, shit, he still has to walk out of here. Yeah. And you don't want to. I mean, it Obviously, wasn't... you're going to lose a lot of blood. You've got to be ready with the tourniquet. you got to get that belt super tight on your arm, and you got to walk it. And there's that scene where he came across those people, and he's yelling for help. And, yeah. you know, holy crap. You know, and it's a it's a major survival I story. But he still hikes. Yeah, he probably does. He doesn't. He's not as dumb about it, I'm sure, because he he made some some stupid, yeah. reckless decisions. Tell people where you're going. First off, yeah, no, there was there was five or six things that he could have done better to make his life. Bring a more lot water. Easier. Bring more water. Tell people where you're Sharper going. Sharper knife. Tell uh, satellite satellite phone. phone. Always tell people where you're, you're going. going. Off trail. You gotta prepare for the worst. Yep. I mean, there's no reason not to. I don't want to no die time. of stupidity yeah. is what no I don't want to die. I don't want to die of stupidity. I don't want to be the dude yeah. floating in a sailboat without a radio yeah. 
been like oh, thinking like that was the dope. Coast Guard could be here in an hour, but I'm, I'm going to have to sit in this boat for the next yeah. six weeks. Oh, speaking of boats, here's our next one. 1972. It's the oldest one on the list. Is Deliverance Man? Ooh, yeah, most people man. remember this movie for something completely different. Yeah, you know, and this deals mm. with not only a survival of the elements, which basically is the river. The river kicks their mm-hmm. ass. It kills. Uh, it kills Ronnie Cox. Yeah. It almost killed uh burt reynolds mm-hmm. one of the worst compound fractures we get to oh, see yeah. on film i remember seeing it as a kid that just looked like a slab of meat on his uh on his leg and i remember mom saying or dad saying no that's his bone that's his femur it's sticking through his leg mm-hmm. and i'm like oh Only god john montana joe montana was it joe montana who joe montagna no Oh, Joe. Oh, no, you're thinking of Theisman. Ooh. Yeah, that was Theisman. Yeah. Oh, Joe Theisman. I, I won't. If you want to you want to see one of the worst compound fractures on film, you go to YouTube and <laughs> watch put Deliverance in Joe Theisman. Watch Joe Theisman. Oh, man. I won't pull it up. I don't need to no, watch that. I don't need to stuff. watch that stuff. Yeah. I hear somebody like, uh, yeah. I, did I, do you you're know like, about Oh, the, you want to see this kid snap his ankle in a skateboard accident? It's like, no. I don't did want to you see hear that. about Tom Segura's injury that he had when he was playing basketball with Burt Kreischer? Uh-uh. Uh, they have a podcast called. Uh, Two Bears, One Cave, and it's really hilarious. And they're about 60 episodes in. Well, in December of like 2019, I want to say, it might have been 2020, but I think it was 2019 because I think it was pre-pandemic. And they decided to go play just like, and they're old. They're old and they're out of shape, big time. I mean, they're they're <laughs> they're like 48 and they're super out of shape. I mean, Burt Kreischer's got 100 pounds he needs to lose. Segura had probably 60 or 70 he needs to lose. But they used to be athletic back in the day. Kreischer used to play baseball. Segura used to play basketball. So they decided to have this little like basketball thing. Yeah, don't do that. And I, uh, Segura went up and he came down and he broke his leg like it. Uh, compound fracture on his leg and then when he came down same thing happened to his arm oh. so he broke his arm and his leg and it's all recorded and Rogan watches it all the time he'll pull it up for guests and shit and I was like I ain't pulling it up yeah, yeah I don't need to see I don't it because I've heard it I've heard Segura say I, you gotta get me to the Rogan's you gotta a, get me to the hospital real junkie yeah, yeah anything I could see anything he, gross yeah, yeah, one of his stand ups up. he's like he's like he's like I like to see crazy shit he's like if I walked by a sign and saw five bucks guys blowing donkeys he's like i'm going <laughs> in once <laughs> no i'm, I'm the like, opposite no. of that I don't need to do it. <laughs> i was like i'll give you five dollars to yeah. not have me yeah. see that but so yeah I, I think everyone like you said everyone's familiar with deliverance with the uh the rednecks almost raping ned Beatty and them killing the redneck and everything but a lot of people forget that parts with the river man that parts yeah. with the river it was it kicked their ass i mean it's hard to film that i would imagine that would be super hard to film I met put, somebody that grew up in that uh, area. Christina's uh, uh, has a uh, cabin up in the area where it was filmed. But uh, it was filmed I have a in Georgia. Yeah, it was filmed in like Alabama. And, like, I think was talking about that kid that was playing the banjo in yeah, the beginning, yeah. the dueling banjo. He was like a local celebrity mm-hmm. in the town. Oh yeah. After the movie hit. Yeah, this was a big book. This was a huge book before it, it came out. So people were waiting for this novel to be made into a movie. So it, it was – the anticipation was really high. They got great actors, Ned Beatty, Burt Reynolds, John Voight, and Ronnie Cox. I mean, four heavy hitters there. I mean, all those guys went on to do amazing, amazing stuff. And one of them became crazy. <laughs> the hero <laughs> in the movie, actually, <laughs> became a little nuts. But – we the the premise was that they were the river was going to go away right they were going to uh they were going to divert 
some of the water yeah. into something else. And so the, this was this, their last chance yeah, to kind of canoe I think they had river. been there before, and one of them hadn't, but one of them used to come up there all the time. They were excited until the and, river uh, just started kicking their ass, and they obviously they had to worry about homicidal kind of rednecks uh, at some point, too. Yeah. But when they... And, what I had seen in the documentary when Ronnie Cox died, remember his arm? Remember mm-hmm. his arm? Went Behind over his, his head, head, yeah. He, he could do that. That He's double-jointed, he's so that was like a thing that That's he did. Cool. And uh, he showed him, on the, showed him on the set, and they were like, holy crap, we need to have you do that. So when they found him in his arms up like that, it was crazy. But through the whole movie, you think Burt Reynolds is the, he's the Liam Neeson. You know, he's yeah. the one who's going to save all you guys. He's the one with the bow and arrows. He's the one that, uh, that they kind of trusted. Ned Beatty wasn't going to help anyone. One and John Voight was kind of a little bit too scared to be able to do mm-hmm. it. I think he he had it in him, obviously, uh, because at some point Ned, it was really just Ned Beatty and uh, John Voight doing yeah, with everything. Because what's his name? Was out, of, out of commission? Yeah, he they passed had him, out at one point. They just had him like tucked under a rock by the water. Yeah, they were. They he was screaming, and, and and then he would go through spots where he was just passed out. And when John Voight realized, hey, I got to climb this mountain and kill this redneck before he kills us. Uh, it, with a bow and arrow. With a bow and arrow that he's not proficient in. And it's not Definitely like not. it's something you can just grab. It's not like a gun where you can at least aim and shoot and yeah. hopefully get lucky. Dad was really good with a bow. Yeah, he was great in a uh, compound bow and with a rifle. I mean, but practice. I mean, practice, practice, practice. It's the only way it's going to happen. And uh, it was an exciting movie. I, you forget rewatching it how much of that end stuff, how good that end stuff was, where they were trying to like cover it. Yeah, up. I was going to say they, you know, they, they were covering up murder. Yeah, they were covering and up they murder. They sort of got away with it, like they, like even their friend. It, and it was almost justifiable. That was justifiable. Was if you justifiable. came back and said, "Hey, but it also but was you got to deal with local police and local that, jury." <laughs> yeah, that know these guys. Yeah. It really painted the South. I remember. Yeah, this and Southern that, Comfort were probably yeah, not. Yeah, and that music, like, almost became synonymous with crazy Southern. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Boy, you could say that. Well, you, you could, got a pretty mouth every yeah, time you say yeah, that. Yeah, you could hum that song or say that line, <laughs> and everybody knew what you were talking Tightens about. Tightens my asshole up every yeah, time man. I hear it. <laughs> Squeal like a pig. I was like, wait, what's going on? Squeal like a pig. <laughs> Such a courageous role for Ned Beatty to take on, too, in like the height of his career. Yeah, man. I mean, he was, I mean, I don't know if he had already done White Lightning, but uh, White Lightning, he was a badass. He did the he, toy. Uh, he did and the And the man toy. take his pants drop, off. Drop your pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's power. <laughs> That's that's not an ashtray, you asshole. <laughs> He's keeping it going. <laughs> All right, one left here, man. And this was uh, 2012's Life of Pi. Such a gorgeous movie. movie. Gorgeous movie. The cinematography, I don't even know if it won, but I would. I could probably be safe was to say on, that it did. Was it Ang Lee? Or? Ang Lee, which yeah. who had already won or had beautiful films For, in uh, like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon. and I was uh, going to say Crouching Dragon, Hidden Tiger. But and I he think had done that... some random ones, though, that was not... I love when Ang Lee sticks to Ang Lee movies. Like he, he did he do Brokeback to, Mountain? Who... I think he did. Uh, Is he the one that did Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, and that's that's his style. Like Ice Storm was probably the first movie I saw him do, and that was a really great indie flick. But then when he went and did The Hulk, I'm like, no, nah, man, you don't. He need was to be going after that. some money for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You can't that you, fault. You can't. You can't take. fault the dude if they say, hey, "I'll pay you twenty million dollars to come do a superhero movie." Yeah. I would do it. No, I mean, you don't turn down that money. It was not good. It was not one of the better Marvel movies. To the point where people just completely overlook it when they think Hulk movies. Now they think. They, um, they completely overlook the Ed Norton one. So yeah. they're certainly overlooking the, the Eric Bana one. Uh, it was it was weird. Yeah. But uh, 
with Life of Pi, this was your wife's favorite book, right? Isn't this one of her favorite books? I think books? so, yeah. yeah. We have it and, on our shelf as we speak. And it was such an intense, intense movie. I mean, it it was of the scale of like uh, how uh, Forrest Gump is told, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just very epic. And it was it was one of those movies, even the, even the interviews of the movies, yeah. it was like skeptical, like... That guy uh, who was getting interviewed was amazing, that Indian actor. Yeah. And the guy doing the interviewing, he yeah. was the guy from the Edgar Wright movies. He was in a lot of... He was in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the one... Uh, who was he in Hot Fuzz? Well, he was the one in Shaun of the Dead who's like, you got a little red there. <laughs> he was the other worker that worked at that copying place with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're not supposed to take personal calls in the uh, thing. And he was also... It was him and the other... He was like part of a duo in Hot Fuzz that worked for the cops okay. that kept giving him shit yeah, yeah remember when uh nick Fr- uh, frost had the uh had the big monkey is he yeah. talking about me or him <laughs> <laughs> uh so he was doing the interviewing he was really good and the kid who played the the young version of pie on the, he, not the young young version but the one that was actually on, on the boat the, the uh, uh, he was in homeland for a while for like seven eight episodes didn't he maybe. do the game show one too though was that him? i don't think that was him no that was the kid from the uh uh Damn, he was in that HBO Aaron Sorkin show, The Newsroom. He was the kid from The Newsroom, okay. not the same kid. Uh, this kid hasn't done as much as I thought I had uh, known him. Before. I mean, he's probably... It's oh, funny. he's an adult now, for sure. But think about, like, Bollywood yeah. is huge. Oh, he's probably huge over there. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Massive. actors over there, some of them make it over here, but they don't even need to make it over here. Yeah. If they make it over there, I mean, think about it. They got two, two three times more people than mm-hmm. we do over there, and they love their cinema. And, and this did feel a lot like Slumdog Millionaire because you were dealing with just with a lot of the Indian culture, and the guy doing the, the adult pie, that's the guy who ran the game show. They did a really good job on the... Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that I guy. knew there was a crossover yeah, yeah, from yeah. there. But um, they did a good job on the on the... On the uh, the animals, tiger. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I think this was one of the ones that mom didn't yeah. realize they used a fake tiger. I almost didn't realize it. Like I, I you thought bought into a blend, it. Maybe I thought they were like using some shots and then using other yeah. shots and enhancing some shots. But they did such a good job. You know who else was in this movie that I forget about before, until I rewatched it was Jar Depardieu. Oh, yeah, he played yeah, the yeah. cook, the asshole cook that was like giving him and his family shit when they were on the boat. Because basically, if you're not familiar with the movie, it was a uh, it was the young kid named Pie, and you got to see his whole life but at one point it got just insane like his family owned a zoo there in India and the zoo uh, it was going to go under so So they decided to move to Canada but they were going to sell the zoo but they were going to take the animals with them and they went basically Noah Ark style yeah they just went Noah Ark style and yeah sell them to the zoo that somebody's taking over the zoo what the hell buy new animals in Canada they really like their animals yeah I guess I mean sense and uh, man there was that intense scene where his kid tried to where remember he, he tried to feed when he was like 10 he tried to feed the tiger meat and his dad grabbed him before he put his hands through the bars and he wanted to teach him a lesson so he he uh took a goat and put him right next to the bars and told his kid not to look away and the mom's like you're gonna traumatize him he says no he needs to see this he needs to know how this tiger is not his friend and he needs to realize the power they didn't show it but off camera yeah and, and then they cut back, and the tiger had pulled that goat through the bars. It didn't look like it could fit that goat through the bars, but that It'll tiger, make it fit. he made it fit. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulled that goat through the bars and just, like, dragged it off. So at that point, he realized kind of the power of it. But when they're on the, the ocean liner is when shit starts getting crazy. It's almost Titanic style, where the storm is really bad, and Pi gets to the top of the uh, 
<clears throat> he gets to the very top deck and he goes outside and he's like weathering the storm and it's going back and forth but he can see the lower deck he sees people getting like thrown off uh the boat and the water coming in and he knows that's where his parents are kind of sleeping so he goes down there and when he dives down there to see if his family's alive and he's got zebras like floating mm-hmm. next to him and hippos floating next to him you're like holy shit and then it just becomes all crazy because he gets on the lifeboat and Gerard Depardieu is already on the lifeboat, mm-hmm. and he uh, he ends up. Uh, other people are trying to get on the lifeboat, and then the lifeboat ends up snapping and falling to the ground. And uh, Pi is the only one left on the lifeboat. And then when they start floating away, and he he's looking at the ship just go down, he realizes, oh shit, I'm the only survivor on here. And one of the zebras gets on the boat. Then uh, he thinks there's a survivor coming to the boat, and it's actually the tiger, who is called Richard Parker. Richard Parker is the name of the tiger for some reason. Well, they they say earlier. In well, the they movie, do a really cool thing through the interviews where you didn't know if he was yeah. thinking they were people. Or they do, if they you were didn't really, really realize it until the end. And animals. still, and I mean, it was a, even at the a, end. It was this ambiguous. is a spoiler uh, for sure, but it's not really because it's kind of left out in the open what is real and mm-hmm. what isn't. Yeah, you you, you, you don't walk sure. away with it with a sense of you knew exactly what happened. Though. You, you went, you walked away with it. What with the adult pie made a good point. He was like, if I'm going to tell this story. I'm going to tell this story with the animals or I'm going to tell this story with people, which is the more interesting story. And he was like, well, the one with the tiger and the, the stuff. So that's the story he decided to tell. But there was at a point where he had, when he was rescued at the end and he was talking to the uh, the government, that uh, the country that pulled him in, and uh, he's telling him the story that just played out to us. And it seemed very unbelievable. And then he kind of reverses it and tells the story of him being on that. Uh, uh, because what happens is he's on the life boat basically with a tiger a hyena a zebra and a orangutan don't we want to be on that boat and well well, at some point remember he's just on the mast and he's got like the uh the what do you call that ring yeah uh, that they throw i can't remember the name of it life life preserver a life preserver a life uh vest or something so he had his legs in it and it was hanging so basically sorry the animals rule my lifeboat now because yeah. <laughs> he's got to live with the tiger and everything and it's a very interesting movie how he he uh lives with the tiger he ends up hunting fish and feeding the tiger and feeding himself and he, he he's got this setup is pretty cool but at the beginning it was pretty brutal because you had an injured zebra on the thing you had a Which hyena was... who didn't give a fuck he was gonna kill whatever yeah and then you had the 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 orangutan there, the monkey there, who was just he could kind probably of, kill you too. I mean, yeah, he could kill you too, and we got to witness some uh, some horrible shit where the hyena starts attacking, and then the tiger jumps and kills him. And once we realized that it's possible that these were actually people, and he's telling the story as if they were animals, it, it became really interesting because you knew the cook was kind of an asshole, and you yeah. did see him mm-hmm. on that boat when the, yeah. uh, at, at first you you assumed that he fell off the boat. Uh, when it when, when it fell life, into the water, when it, when it fell into the water, but is a possibility that he was uh, representative of one of the animals, and there was another. They showed the other characters that they thought mm-hmm. were, uh, and his mother was one of them. The mother, his mother, might have been the, uh, orangutan. the the orangutan and everything. So, it was quite an interesting movie. Like I said, it was gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, they did some crazy stuff with the bioluminescence, and humpbacks were jumping out of the water, and he was rationing his food and trying to come up. Like remember the all the fish that started the flying fish that started hitting him and the tiger was just opening his mouth and like taking <laughs> him in and they had so much <clears throat> and then like a big like uh mahi 
flew into the thing and he ended up he tried to train the dragon at some point he's blowing the whistle and he's poking him with the with the uh, train dragon the stick and everything yeah is that what you said? You said train. Dragon? Dra- tiger. You said train the dragon. You <laughs> must have watched a- How I Train My Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different movie. It's yeah. the crouching tiger. Uh, Ang Lee thing is still in my head. Uh, but it was phenomenal, man. And it got a lot of uh, Oscar look in 2012. I'm not sure what it won. But like I said, if you had win, to have won, had to cinematography. won cinematography. It was like when, with The Revenant. We knew The Revenant was going to win cinematography. Yeah. It was uh, Roger Deakins. And we knew that was that was the... Every year there's one... Well, he's the dude that hadn't won it. Yeah. That... That should have, should have absolutely already won. had two. Yeah, yeah. Or if not five. I mean, uh, Roger Deakins is the man. There's a so. great documentary about how he got the color palettes for um, Oh Brother. Oh Brother, there. yeah. So it's really Yeah, cool I think I had seen that. Watch. I think it was on the DVD. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Uh, so I'm wondering who did the cinematography for Life of Pi. It was, I'm sure he's probably the same guy that probably, did it for Crouching Tiger. It's probably his bo- his dude, yeah. one he uses. I'll, have to look, I'll look it up afterwards and uh, see if uh, Life of Pi, and see if it won, but... Yeah, that's our last movie on the list. Like I said, we could easily do a part two. We might have to do that. I'll put do the it. list together. Uh, it'll be exciting because this is always a subject matter that and every couple of years something comes out like this and you're because so many stories of that, you know? The news is riddled with these. Almost every day there's a story of somebody. Well there's a overcoming dude. There's something. one now I they picked him up in that he claims, and they're tracking it down, and that he was on the sea for like a year and a half. Damn, that's crazy. Like year and a half. I mean, I mean, I'm not to like say that it can't captured be done. rainwater had shelter, ate fish. That guy's messed up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how do you re? I mean, I guess that was how long it was supposed to be for Tom Hanks and Castaway too. I think no, was, he was in the boat. For oh, he a was year in the boat. Yeah, he was how, in a how boat. How long was Tom Hanks supposed to be on that I island? Don't know. I think it was a while. It was I think it was a, a year or something yeah. like that. I mean, if you're on an island and you yeah, sort of figure different. work out your routine on the boat, though, man, he must have been an expert fisherman. I, I mean, he, he must have been prepared he was like a fisherman. Mads. He was a fisherman when it happened. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he must have been prepared like Mads was in the Arctic, and he had his his setup like, hey, this might be a nice vacation. <laughs> I might never come back. At some point, you got to assume that you're never going to get rescued. <laughs> but I mean, the the time will tell if that type of thing happens. Eventually, you will if you can just hold out. Don't drink the seawater. Don't drink the seawater. I mean, you're just going to have to capture rain as best as possible. Catch it in your if pants. You I don't care. <laughs> uh, longest known time where anyone survived a drift at sea is f- 484 days. Wow, 484. So a Japanese captain and one of his sailors, two wow. people at wow. the same time. That's crazy. That's uh, over a year, so it's a year and a hundred days, something like that. Yeah, that's crazy that people could do that at sea. But I mean, that's crazy. 14 months. <sighs> I'd be willing to try if I was in that situation for sure. I'm not going to give up. Like, I got a survival instinct too, so I'd want to make it happen. And if you can catch fish and get fresh water, they drifted 7,000 miles. Wow. It's just crazy you wouldn't come across anyone. That's how big the That's fucking big world the is, man. Is. Yeah, man. In the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't think you're in that situation and, ah, somebody will come across us. Yeah, there's a good chance. Not going to happen. 14 months, motherfucker. <laughs> so it might not happen. All right. Well, hopefully everyone survives that. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you're not listening to this while you're stranded. At yeah, while you're stranded, or you're about to take your air, your airplane <laughs> yeah. flight and everything. It's like not playing. Like uh, I, I, I was on an airplane once, and they were playing flight. The, the, the fucking a, the Denzel Washington yeah, movie. You should not be allowed to yeah, play flight on the play, theater. Yeah, you should, have the, some discretion on that type of yeah. shit. <laughs> like I don't want to watch an airplane movie a couple days before I go through this thing and. Uh, 
<laughs> well, you're going on one soon. But at least you're not going over the Arctic <laughs> or something like that. I'm not like scared that. in airplanes one nah, bit at all. No, nah. like I they, mean, Like they said, it, you have a bigger chance of getting an accident on the way. You always... As long as I... There's only two minutes on either end of the yeah, flight, yeah. really, where shit can go bad. Yeah. The first two minutes of a takeoff and... I'm more it's, I'm more it. scared about the first two minutes because you're fully fueled. Yeah. It, well, yeah. and if something was going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong in the first couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to f- just fall. Planes will just fall out of the sky. Yeah. Their security checks now are intense, so yeah. you kind of have to go with it. That's why we don't hear it about many things happening. <laughs> it's very and rare. when it does happen, it's usually in a third world country yeah. from planes that we yep. sold them yeah. that were 30 years old when we stopped using them. It's like, did we take the black box out of that already? Sorry. So that didn't even have a black box. Didn't even know. <laughs> All right, so next week, next week we're going to have an awesome one. Me and Justin are going to be talking uh, some Jim Abrams and Zucker Brothers movies. So it's all the Naked Gun, Hot Shots, uh, Kentucky Fried movie, all those things. It's going to be awesome. And then maybe me and Dave will probably be coming back for some uh, some more Man versus Nature. But we also got a Cronenberg pod coming up. And then uh, I haven't even told Justin about the uh, the next pod. I'll let him find out. Uh, from listening to this one me and justin are going to do a rick moranis pod uh gonna go through a lot of his classic stuff and we'll be talking a lot of him uh hoping that he might be uh showing Inspired. himself in some uh ghostbusters i i heard the reason he uh he left is uh he lost his wife and he was raising his children that's why he ended up leaving the yeah. business so uh, i mean that's at least commendable for him and especially i mean you leave not really doing a bad movie. I mean, there's something to say about that. That's why I always appreciated what Gene Hackman did. Yeah. Hundred movies, I'm out. You'll never see me again. Seen you'll Sean you'll see me. Too, you'll hear though. about me when I'm dead. And Sean that, Connery too. Yep. You'd be like, you'll hear when I'm dead, and that's what's going to be the case with those two. Yeah. We're going to hear about them when they go die. Live their yep, life. Go live their life, and they're not interested in they're living with people that aren't asking them questions all day long. Mm-hmm. So hey, more power to them. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. You could also give us a like or a comment on one of our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you can visit our Facebook page where we uh, show all the cool pictures, collage from that week of movies and everything. And this was a fun one to come up with for the uh, movie we're doing now. So uh, be sure to go check that out. But until next week when we're uh, we're getting some, uh, some silly satire out of our system with me and Justin. See ya. Bye. You done taken a wrong turn.